up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Raycon Earbuds. These are amazing wireless earbuds. They are so comfortable and perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts like Challenge Mania. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Challenge Mania. That's buyraycon.com slash Challenge Mania for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. And these are perfect to listen to me and my co-host here. You did not come for me. You came for D. So he is the Santa Claus of the North Pole wrestle, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. Ho, 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 my friend. How are you? Ho, ho, ho. It's not Christmas time, Scott. But it might uh, be Christmas time. Someone might be listening to this around Christmas time at some point, and this will feel perfect for them. Yeah, I think it's going to be feel like Christmas time for someone who wins the challenge on Wednesday night, Scott. Uh, especially, did you see where the challenge final takes place, my friend? It's at the fucking North Pole. Man, someone was dreaming of a white final, my friend. Yeah, uh, see, I didn't know that. I knew I knew your, uh, your welcome statement was coming from somewhere, but I didn't know that it was really – how did you – how do you know that they're at the North Pole? Is this on the – did they already put this up? It looks like the North Pole. You've seen the clips. They're in some snowy wilderness, right? Okay. I don't – I mean so, the North Pole. Is the North Pole even a real place? No, they're not in the North Pole. I, I think they're the North somewhere. Pole is a real place. I feel like you can look up the North Pole on the map and it's they somewhere. They are somewhere snowy and white uh, that could be the North okay. Pole. But I don't think okay. it is. So it's North not – the North Pole. I, on- at the time of recording this, I do not know where they are, uh, but I yeah. assume they are somewhere. Uh, maybe are they in Vienna, Austria? I, because I, remember, remember, Melissa said she named yeah. her daughter Vienna after something challenge related. Uh, I haven't seen a Vienna mentioned yet, so maybe that's <laughs> where it is. I I just saw uh, a bear wear uh, uh, Melissa and her daughter Vienna uh, in a bear wear pink bear wear outfit, and I on Instagram and I initially thought, Oh, they're going to be in. Oh yeah. They're going to be in Vienna on Wednesday night running the final Vienna, Austria. That's exactly what I was thinking. Those are the only clues that we've gotten from TJ, not from TJ, but from Melissa all season long is Vienna. The, the one that's going to be running the final on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got to be where it is, right? Because I mean, other than that, I don't know. I don't know where she would have gotten the idea for the beautiful name that she went with. Um, look, I made the joke, you know, ho ho ho, Santa Claus of uh, the pole wrestle here. Uh, but our guest today is saying, "Let's go, go, go." That's her catchphrase. I know it's Devin Walker's as well. But Casey Clark, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. winner of Big Brother Twenty. She doesn't say it as much on the challenge. As she did on Big Brother, but that was clearly her catchphrase on Big Brother, and we are very happy to have her for the first time on Challenge Mania on the eve of her first Challenge Final experience. Uh, coming in as a rookie, three rookies made this final, D. Three rookies. Yeah, and I'd be lying if I, if I was saying that I wasn't excited to, to talk to her. I think I've been more excited to learn more about Casey uh, than really maybe anybody else because she's been such a, like – mysterious figure early on in the the challenge season this challenge season her first challenge season and to me she was almost like a you know that quiet assassin in the big brother house uh you know another like mysterious figure that we didn't know that much about so uh, you know 
you know, if you think of Casey and you, and at the beginning of the season, you probably thought she was going to do well during the season, that she's some sort of an athlete. Like she could be the next challenge winner potentially. That's what we thought when we did our preseason draft or whatever the hell we call it, um, on who these players are and where we think they were going to place. We, I think we both predicted that, you know, she was going to be in the top four. And so now we finally have the conversation and apologize to everybody. We probably talk about uh, 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 women's tackle football for the first 20 minutes because we're nerds it's like that. It's not every really, day you got a female football player on your that's show. That's been playing for nine years. Yeah, it's that's not every – we're not having years. Nick Mangold's yeah. sister on the podcast anytime yeah. soon. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, look and, – and here's the thing. She goes and wins Big Brother, has this fantastic athletic background that she gets to use a little bit on Big Brother. She wins one elimination down the stretch – not elimination. One uh, challenge down the stretch on Big Brother where she's catching these squids left and right or whatever they were. Uh, Fessy talked about it a little bit on our show. show. Got to use those hands a little bit on Big Brother. But the challenge is really where an athlete can come and shine. And, uh, you know, we've talked about how you saw Swaggy C on Big Brother 20 and said, I bet he's coming on the challenge. When Mark and I did our little fantasy draft after Big Brother 20, we both had Casey pegged for somebody who would crush it on the challenge. And look, here we are, her and Fessy both in this final. Uh, really incredible what these rookies have done here on uh, on Total Madness. And what what a better time to have her on then right yeah. before this final here down the stretch. Such an exciting month here. We've got the challenge final uh, going to be tomorrow. We don't know if it's a two-week final. I, I'm hearing rumors it's a one-week final. That will take us into the reunion. We love to talk about a good reunion on this show, but we've got one of our favorite guests ever coming to the Madhouse for the first time since she's been a mother, Miss Melinda Collins, joining us in the Madhouse tomorrow night. If you want to hear it, it's patreon.com slash challengemania. Right after the final, we'll be taking your questions. You can write in and have your question answered on the show uh, with Melinda Collins breaking down the final with us. I can't wait. She's awesome. Yeah. She's got a podcast, uh, Blonde Moments, that uh, I wouldn't listen uh, to that at work. I wouldn't listen in front of your infant child, but uh, it is raunchy, wild, and crazy, and it is hilarious. Uh, her and Gina Vogie are absolutely hysterical. I highly recommend subscribing to their podcast, Blonde Moments. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to actually make her put, we're going to put, we're going to put Melinda in Melissa's shoes mm. during this final. Okay. We're going to put her spirit, her soul, and we're going to throw it in to the final and pretend that it's actually this blonde running with a baby inside of her mm. while she already has the baby. This is going to be perfect. This is more perfect than I ever thought, Scott. Hey, honestly, we couldn't have planned it better uh, if if we – I don't know what we could have lined up the, the pregnancies and the finals, and I don't know how we how we orchestrated this, but this somehow is, we managed to do it. Fucking superheroes, man. It's just super superhero antics everywhere. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, D, hypothetically or not hypothetically, but I want to ask you what these people have in common, D. What does our good friend Aaron Young from Ohio have in common with Kayla Albert, Dylan Fisher, Charissa Berry, shouts to Chad Gruber, Alec Melger, Trevor McDonald down in Texas, go Big Blue, go Michigan, Tracy Rosette, Anya Gridneva, our good friend from the Minnesota area, Cindy Bolin, Manda Marie, Lovell Holder out there on the West Coast, Christina A. Jared, Shayna Cross, 
Laura C., Ryan Davis, our good buddy from South Carolina, Megan Yarnell, Mike Bongiovanni, Angela Fullerman, Mary Francis, Michelle Lopez, Taylor May, Paul Butler over from Massachusetts, our good buddy Paul, doing well for everybody who's been asking about him, crushing it, post-COVID scare, Derek Hutech, Greg Holcomb, what do they all have in common, D? What are they all going to be doing on Sunday, July the 26th from 8 to 10 Eastern? D, what are all those folks going to be doing? First of all, uh, I believe that all those people have uh, Pod Squad tattoos on their uh, on their on their arm or their and, faces, uh, Mike Tyson style. Some of them got yeah. the old Tyson look. No, we all have. We all have. It's not. It's not. Scott, here, uh, here's the uh, here's the breaking news: is you are the only one that doesn't have the tattoo and that doesn't know about it. They are all honorary members of the motherfucking Pod Squad. They are all. Diesel level patrons are above, and they will all be in our live Zoom chat on Sunday, July 26th. All of them will be participating in our first Legion of Zoom. What a rush it will be. Derek and myself are going to be in a live Zoom chat with everybody I just named, and it could be you if you want to sign up. You have until Sunday, July the 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern to sign up. Anyone who's a diesel level patron or above, that's right. If you're Savage, if you're OG, that's cool too. Uh, we're going to do a Zoom chat. We're going to talk challenge. We're going to talk about this season that was. We're going to talk about the final. Any conspiracy theories you have, anything you want us to talk about that sometimes we don't get to on the podcast, we're going to talk yeah. about the Hall of Fame. We've got a Hall of Fame class coming up next month. We want to find out who we should put on the ballot. Should we stick to our, you can't have performed on the last six seasons? Should we alter it a little bit? We might do a fantasy draft where everybody drafts a five-person team of all the OGs are on the board, all the current cast members are on the board. We'll see who comes up with the best five-person cutthroat team. We're going to have a lot of fun. We might have some special guests. It's the first time we're doing it. We're going to start doing it every month for diesel-level patrons and above over at patreon.com slash challengemania. So if you want to join everybody I just named, if you want to join Aaron and Chad and Alec and Tracy, Cindy and Mary and everybody I named, Megan, I'm not going to name them all again, Angela, Mary, if you want to join them all, Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania for the Legion of Zoom. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is Challenge Mania in a nutshell. That's what's going to be happening on that Zoom call. Um, so, yeah, and then the final will be done, and the, I believe the reunion will be done, right? And then we'll have our we'll have our uh, our very own rap party to start, right? Because yes. we're going to be doing this every month. Oh, so, yes. Every uh, month. I'm it's going to be a lot of yeah. fun. Sunday, July 26th. Check your calendars. Ask off of work if you work on Sundays. It, we have it blocked off 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, but we'll probably go a little longer, so make sure you got some time blocked <sighs> out for us. Crack some beers. Make some vodka sodas. Get a Bloody Mary going. Never too late for a Bloody Mary. Make your favorite challenge drink. Come up with a cool name for it. You know, Derek on the rocks. Uh, whatever you want to call it. I want to give a couple shout-outs um, to... Uh, one is, and it might not be up by the time you listen to it, apologies if not, uh, Jeffrey Zamaripa, he actually won our challenge a couple years ago. We did a, a Photoshop challenge. He won a signed, used Abram jersey from Battle of the Exes. He won this, and he is now selling it. It is up on eBay. I retweeted it. So if you go check my Twitter, you might be able to grab it. He's got it at a pretty steep asking price. But look, this is a piece of challenge history, guys. You don't need to be good at art anymore to win it. He actually won it with a photo contest that was selected by Abram. Um, but now he's looking to sell it for whatever reason or another. Um, you can bid on it or you can just purchase it right away. Uh, buy it now for 250 bucks. So he asked if I would promote this for him. Look, he wants it in the hands of a worthy challenge maniac. Um, and whether that price is too steep or 
or too rich for your blood or not, go check it out. You can now pick it up. I know probably when we did that Photoshop contest, a lot of people saying, hey, I don't know Photoshop, but I want the Abram jersey. You can now grab it. Um, I did tweet it. Go to at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter. Um, and if it's still available, go ahead. If not, I apologize. But I wanted to shout that out because I know a lot of you guys, huge Abram fans, Big fan on the podcast when we have him on. Big fan favorite. A lot of people hoping to see him on Mark's new We Want OG spinoff he's working on. So uh, just wanted to shout that out, D. Yes, yeah, sir. I like it. And he yeah. gave away that uh, that Funko Pop to uh, a, a good some good people yes. over there. It is not uh, Funko. And- it is not to be confused with Funko. It is Foco. Uh, Foco make these amazing bobbleheads. They're bigger than Funko Pops. They're actually more expensive. They're bigger. They're more detailed, more articulated. Uh-huh. Uh, and we gave away a Hulk Hogan one uh, to Chad Vincent, and we gave away a Undertaker one, rest in peace, to Mr. Ryan Dockery, who actually has both an Undertaker and a Hulk Hogan tattoo. Uh, so I Bro. actually I hit him up. I said, hey, I know you won the Undertaker one but i see on your instagram you have a hogan tattoo do you want the hogan one instead he goes no actually i have a taker tattoo also i'll take the taker so <laughs> shout out to mr ryan dockery for coming prepared yeah. uh we joked about those maniacs having challenge mania tattoos but uh ryan dockery has a, a, an amazing wwe sleeve he's got mr yeah. perfect on there jake the snake really cool so um uh, shouts to everyone who took part in the tank you sale that's done we had tanks on sale for 20 bucks that's done but well i what i will do is this If you purchase a t-shirt in the Challenge Mania shop from today, July 14th, all week, all the way till next week. So between July 14th to July 21st, if you email us a screen grab or if you tweet it to me, whatever you want to do. But I prefer email me the screen grab, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Put your address as well. I will send you a We Want OG sticker if you purchase a t-shirt starting today, July 14th for the next week till July 21st. Send me the screen grab that you purchased a t-shirt. You will get a We Want OG sticker that you can wear proudly and keep letting them know that hashtag We Want OGs. Yeah, I All well, right. from one OG to uh, a rookie. Let's get to Casey. Yeah, let's get to it. Casey Clark, everybody, follow her on Twitter. Although she doesn't go there often, at that stud muffin. If you want to get her on Instagram, she is at Casey. Hold on one second. Let me make sure I get it right. At Casey. KC since 1987. Not the full name, KC since 1987 to hit her up on instagram let her know you liked her on challenge mania let derek know at derek mtv on all platforms follow us on facebook facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast thank you guys all we think you're gonna like this one challenge total madness finalist and big brother 20 winner miss casey clark here we go let's go Ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast now, we have a big brother winner who came in hot to the challenge Total Madness and as a rookie has made a final in her very first season. Miss Casey Clark is here. Let's go. What's up? Let's go. What is up, Challenge Mania? Thank you so much for having me here, Scott and Derek. I'm super excited. Damn, I wonder how much Devin stole that from from her. Is it possibility that did Devin was Devin doing the let's go's? before Casey or was it after Casey? Listen, I watched Casey's season of Big Brother and I think that Devin started saying, let's go. And I'm I, look, I'm not saying that everybody doesn't say, let's go. Like that's right. not a thing like, everywhere. Um, but it really like translated over to the challenge world also. Um, 
So I, I wonder. I wonder who started first. I'm, I'm into where it, it became Casey, like a thing. Where did you start saying it from? Well, I mean, I you know playing football and playing sports my whole entire life. I was saying a lot, you know, playing football. I had a coach that was just always pumped up too, and he would always say, "Let's go." And the funny thing is, when I was on Big Brother, I had no idea how much I was saying, "Let's go." Just for me, I'm, I already have a lot of energy, and I'm very passionate when I, you know, I, I win something or whatever it may be, and I'm super competitive. So when Zingbot, the you know the little robot guy that was on there, if you guys know Big Brother, um, he pointed out to me that I was saying "Let's go" a lot, and I had no idea. And for me, it's just you know playing sports my whole entire life. I said it a lot, and you know. Um, and football, you know, during the games, I literally always just lose my voice. So, you know, brought that into Big Brother, not even knowing, and Zingbot called me out and it became a thing, you know, and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch the challenge before, so I don't know, you know, I, I've heard of Devin, but I don't know, you know, I've never seen him say, let's go or any of that. So, um, I thought I was the only one that said, let's go. Well, just to clarify, yeah, Derek, it was, it was, okay, so a little, a little sooner, uh, Derek, uh, Devin was using it on the challenge, cause I remember we came out with the Let's Go t-shirts, yeah. while Big Brother <laughs> 20 was on, and that's hmm. when Casey started saying it, and people started saying on social media, oh, I wonder if she knows Devin says it too, but here's that's the thing, funny. Devin probably got it from hearing like Tom Brady say it, or something like that, and as you oh. mentioned, people have been using it on football fields and baseball diamonds for like, you know, since the yeah. beginning of time. Oh, yeah. So it's by far the least copyrightable phrase you could have. Oh, yeah. um, that of being course. said, though, you mentioned like you're on Big Brother and you're saying it all the time and you don't realize how much you're saying it till Zingbot comes in. And that's like sort of <laughs> the first inkling you get that something may have taken hold because he, you know, Zingbot's out there to make fun of things you say a lot, do a lot, you know, and whatnot. But here on the internet, Everyone rooting for you is saying, let's go. Everyone's talking about it online. It's sort man. of like your catchphrase. It's so funny, man, because I'll literally just be walking out, you know, doing my thing out here in San Diego, wherever I may be. And people sometimes won't even call my name. They'll say, let's go. I turn around. I see them. And I, you know, I yell it back. But it's funny because it, you know, became a thing. And, um, I get it a lot. People won't say my name. Sometimes they'll say my name, obviously, but then it's more so like, Hey, let's go. And then I just, it makes me, you know, I just turn around. Um, because I just, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's all about how you say it though. Right. You can't just be like, let's go. No, it's, I think it's all about, you gotta have passion behind it. And you really gotta mean it. <laughs> I think I, I think it's such an easy icebreaker too. Like I could just envision you like walking down the street. They're like I think that's Casey, and then they're just yeah. like, "Let's go!" And then we'll, let's find out if she let's find out if she responds back. And they look back, and then all of a sudden, bam! It's like the you know, it's like code. It's like you guys like speaking in code. And then of exactly. course, what they do is like, okay, let's go ask her for a picture. I think that she she might be she might take a picture of me. Um, not during pandemic times, but yeah, dude, that's so easy. Funny. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about that athletic background, the football background, because one of the first guests we ever had on Challenge Mania, someone I know you know very well, who you played with on uh Total Madness. Uh, the first time I had ever heard of female football really was Kayla. Kayla had a background in playing football as well. I don't know if it was at the same level that you played, but then here I see you on Big Brother and you were a professional, I believe it was a wide receiver or, or, or tight yeah, end. Wide, was it? Right. Wide receiver. And so I, I would love to know how someone gets into that because you know where I grew up I grew up in Stanford Connecticut we didn't have uh, a women's football team and to the best of my knowledge there were no women's football camps like I wouldn't even know if I had a daughter or a sister how to tell them to get into that but I think it's awesome so how do you go about getting introduced to football and taking that all the way up to a professional career 
Yeah, man. So, you know, sports and is a huge part of my life. I've ever since I was a younger girl, I just always loved playing catch with the football. And, um, you know, I graduated high school in 06. So when I was in high school, you know, girls weren't playing football. I mean, sometimes you get like a kicker here, a kicker there. And, uh, I wish I would have played it. I wish I would have played in high school. I didn't play in high school. I ended up graduating. Uh, my dad found this, uh, women's professional football league, full tackle. And, um, I pretty much went to go try out, made the team. And this was back in 2010. Where is this? Where is this to? San Diego. So this is in San Diego. This is just a league that does it take place only in San Diego? Is there travel involved? How does that no. work? Yeah. So they have at one point there was like 62 teams around the world. There was two different leagues. Uh, now there's, I think there's two or three. Uh, you got the WFA, the IWFL. Well, I don't know. And they're just, there's, there's probably, probably like three. And then, um, so yeah, tried out, then played for the next nine years. And wow. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. I mean, you know, putting on pads and just hitting girls. And, and it, it just, it was an amazing, amazing feeling. I'm so glad I did it. And I wish I would have played in high school, even if it was with guys, because I think I would have done really, really well. I mean, for I have really good hands and grip, and I'm able to catch a lot of balls. So um, I wish I would have played in high school, didn't play in high school. And the thing that's – in 2012, we uh, – first time in women's history to play on an NFL field. We played on Heinz Field, Steelers Field, nice. and we played our championship game against – I think it was Chicago and we won. We got our, you know, we won. Um, so that was an amazing experience to play nice. on an NFL field. And, um, to, you know, it's not a, it's not out there as much as it used to, it, as much as it should be, right? When I first started, it was, I've had teammates that played, you know, when I started in 2010, that played 10 years, 15 years. Mm. And, um, now it's becoming more of a thing. So you have, you have younger leagues for girls playing, you know, just all girls playing tackle football, playing flag football, and it's becoming more of a thing right now. There's also this new league that's going to start paying. They're supposed to start paying. It's called the WFLA, and um, I'm not I'm not a part of it. But now that everything's going on right now, I had to kind of put football on hold. And uh, yeah, I mean, so it's slowly starting to get out there. And when I tell people that I play football, sometimes people are like, oh, you, you just pay, play little pickup games. No. The women that play on these teams and when we're playing these games have amazing, amazing talent. And people, you know, underestimate. They prejudge and think, oh, it's girls playing football, and they think we, we have no talent. But a lot of times people go to the games and they see, wow, they, they, we legit look like NFL players on the field. I mean, you got people that are no no fear hitting each other, throwing the ball, you know, great quarterbacks, great wide receivers, just all around great talent. So um, I'm, you know, till this day I'm pushing and always, you know, encouraging. I have always the little girls just say, hey, I want to play football. I want to do this. And I always encourage younger generation, the you know, younger women to go for it, you know, go for it. And I believe that in the future it's going to be way bigger than it, you know, it has been in the past. And um, I'm excited for it. I really, really am. I got, I got a question about the rules because, you know, all these like everything, I mean, especially with the pandemic, you know, with like little, with little league, obviously everything that we see, you know, in the bubble with the pandemic and, 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 the, and the NBA, and we don't know if the NFL is going to start and stuff like that. So who really knows like what's going to happen with all types of sports now, but when you were playing for those nine years, are, are there different rules um, as opposed, like, are you guys playing, uh, 11 on 11 with linemen? Yes. Because like, I, oh, okay. It's just straight up 
Real, yeah, straight same up. Same rules. I, I, I know at one point, so there's a couple different leagues. At one point, you know, we were doing like the NFL rules and they switched to the college rules. Um, but yeah, it, pretty much the same. It's the exact same. I mean, we're wearing full on pads, helmet uh, pads, you know, and the whole nine, you got the referees and everything. And, um, it's full on, man. And when I first went to, you know, go check out a game when I was, when I first was, you know, heard about the team, I was like, man, that yeah. is amazing. I have to get down there. And I mean, it, it, and, and it happened and it's been an amazing experience. You know, you got a lot of women that obviously it's like, we didn't get to play as much as like a lot of the guys did, you know, like as you know, they got the, um, the younger, the younger leagues and, uh, I mean, just, just, we just have this great, this great bond within our, you know, in our group and our team. And it's just, and we're all learning together and just going through this process together. And it's, it's amazing, man. It's and definitely you, amazing. And you love the game. Clearly, I you love it. Love the I game. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. You mentioned yeah. there's a new league that is going to start paying. Is it, was the league that you played in and are most leagues not for pay? Are they kind of, on yeah. a, so is yeah. it like just volunteer? No, well, so in 2007, they used to pay, right? So they used to pay, it was like starters or whatever, and then they stopped with that, right? The whole funding for, you know, the women's football is just not there. So now it just came to the point where, yeah, we were playing for the fun of it, right? So we were playing for the fun of it, the highest level of women's football, no other, no other level above us, and, um, and just hoping for us to, you know, we would get sponsors here and there, of course, and just hoping to just build this and, you know, be the, be the behind the scenes for, you know, pushing women's football in the future. And, um, that's what, it's, that's what's been going on. I mean, you have even mothers, people with kids that are playing that are badasses. Uh, you have and all these different, you know, women in different ages that wish they would have, you know, had the opportunity to play when they're younger. So coming to this and building the women's football association is such a beautiful thing. And I'm very confident. A lot of us are confident that in the future it's going to become, um, more of a more of a bigger thing and where we're able to you know where they're able to pay so you got the wfla that um they started doing some drafting and uh but now the whole pandemic thing put all of that on hold so but i'm very confident that in the future it's gonna be big time for women's football did you play any other sports uh when you were growing up yeah i started playing uh soccer when i was four years old played soccer played soccer my whole entire life got into high school i lettered in five different sports i played field hockey soccer basketball track and softball okay and uh <laughs> yeah and then i and then after high school i went uh, i went to college for a little bit played basketball into community college and um and then i went yeah right into football yeah. He just walked We're right back. on too. That's the other yeah. I, I feel like, don't you think Derek, like I, I've, I've seen wow. you know, the, the whole joke joke is like ESPN, the Ocho, like they've, they've tried every sport under the sun. You can watch darts. You can watch beer pong. Like to me, I think if you crafted a well-funded and well-sponsored women's football league, you could have all these elite athletes from other sports who say maybe aren't, you know, good enough at soccer to play in, you know, MLS or, or whatever the highest level of women's soccer is team US say or to play in college and vice versa from tennis and all the way down could kind of migrate over to a sport that doesn't really have a direct channel yet and then you could probably have some name value from a lot of these players and i don't understand why the same way that women's mma has gone from something that didn't exist 15 years ago to now i mean you know some of the women's mma fighters are some of the biggest stars in the sport and transcend the sport i mean ronda rousey hosted saturday night live like i don't understand why espn or someone hasn't tried this before trying 
trying like the XFL 2.0, like the fifth iteration of guys football. Like I feel like there's really a gap in the programming yeah. for something like this. But, but but it is getting there. So Adidas started sponsoring, I think a couple years ago, started sponsoring the league. So they, you know, you know, gave like uh, uniforms and all kinds of stuff. They did a bunch of like uh, referee stuff. And so Adidas started chiming in, right? They had this whole campaign talking about breaking barriers and they had, you know, on the, they even had the women's football, tackle football and commercial on their commercial and showing a bunch of women playing different sports, which is amazing. And, um, they actually just started too. I heard that they're going to start putting them into, uh, in colleges, right? So we're now women are going to play. I'm not sure. I, th- I believe it's flag. Right. So which is going to be super cool. I, there's this whole vision is like, you know, you got the younger girls playing. Then they go into high school. They'll maybe have uh, the flag football. Then they'll go into college, have the flag football on another level. So now you got the women learning the fundamentals to then after college going out and then playing women's pro ta- tackle football. And so, I mean, they already started the whole thing. I mean, they got a lot going on right now. I'm not going to know every every uh, beat that they got going on right now. But I do know and I've heard about the, you know, putting into college and so that is amazing even yeah i mean even if it's like an intramural at least it's like making you know making ground right um but but scott to your point like i think that it it would be a fascinating hybrid of a sport of like a hybrid of athleticism to put like some of you know you know some of these girls that you know are you know high level athletes you could be the best long jumper in oregon right now and that probably doesn't necessarily (laughs) lead to a career that's going to make you a lot of money but if you then become the star wide receiver in this new you know women's football league where where girls are buying your jersey and stuff like that i mean to be honest with you i think it's something that it's kind of hard to see because it's been so long that we've kind of just kept women out of the sport for some idiotic reason but to me it's like if you told me like hey what sport has the 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 best chance or what new iteration of a current sport has the best chance of taking off. Like, I yeah. think this is one of them that, I mean, I would definitely tune in. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of the marketing opportunities are just like endless. Oh yeah. I have, I have no doubt about it and where it's gone. I mean, um, it's going to happen. I, I'm invested in it as, as well. So uh, it, it's going to happen. It better happen. <laughs> I, I, and I think, and I think like a, a, like maybe like a good softball player could probably, I mean, look, let's face it. Like any sport, is going to have its, uh, uh, you know, um, it, you know, because you've, you've, you've played it for so long that there's a level of like, you know, I, I'm not going to go out there and like, you know, swim faster than, uh, you know, a, a swimmer or, or whatever. It, 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 and it's the beauty of the challenge too, right? It's like one person could be like, say this elimination round, like you've got a, a track guy in Nelson versus a, uh, uh, a rugby player in, in, uh, in, in Rogan playing essentially like, like a football game, right? And you also have like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, you're here as the expert now, uh, maybe like more of like a bodybuilder in Jenny versus, you know, someone who just like works out and is, you know, like D and D versus D. And last season we had Jenny versus Tori where we had sort of like a bodybuilder versus a, a soccer player, a division one soccer player playing a football game. Um, so it, I think the challenge is really a, a great hybrid, but I think you can find like a softball player who can, his, who played like center field in college or something like that, who can play quarterback. You know, oh, I think sure. there's a difference. 
between someone that's played a sport for like 10 years and then, you know, now they go and play something else. It's it's just not the same. Like so like uh, like a girl who's been playing, you know, like a uh, you know, maybe like a track runner jumps in and like she can run the routes, but can she catch the football? You know what I mean? Like it still takes a little bit of time to um you know, to, to, uh, to, to, to get, to, to freshen up those skills. Oh yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have a lot of talent where people are, yeah, people are, I mean, we have some teammates that are coming from rugby. I had one of my teammates, she played for the USA team for the rugby, you know, the rugby USA team. Uh, you, you have so many women from different backgrounds, different sports that they played. And, and it is all about just learning the fundamentals of football. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, once you just have, like you're saying, the challenge, you can be a bodybuilder and that's really what you're good at. Or you can be, you know, a football player and that's all you know and you just know the fo- football fundamentals. But if you can be well-rounded and you have, you know, so many different things. Like uh, you. You know, you know <laughs> I honestly think that's what helped me too is, you know, doing and doing so many different things. And I, I for me, I don't know where I get it from. I think from my dad and then playing all the sports, but just I pick up things really well and fast. And... um I don't know. It's just a lot. You know, you can, you can be, you can be a D1 football player, but if that's all you know and that's all you've practiced, then, and then you go on the challenge and you think that that's going to, you know, you're going to just be amazing at all the challenges and you got it all wrong. Cause I mean, yep. if you can just be, yeah, just have a little bit of talent and here, there, here, there, then I mean, you, you'll go a long way for sure. And this is the last thing, this, sorry, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this and then we can move on to wherever you guys want to go with this Scott challenge, big brother, whatever. The violence. The violence of a football game. How, like, are, are people willing to, you know, are, are enough women out there to field, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 teams out there that are like, yeah, I'm down with this type of violence. Cause it, it like she said, dude, you, they are going to beat the shit out of each other every day, probably practice, you know, four or five times a week and then, and then really lay it all out on the field on a Sunday or whatever. Right. I mean, sorry, what was the question? It's just, it's just, it's just like, you know, in order for this to happen, you know, to, to bring these hybrid athletes to women's football, like you're going to have to be willing to, you know, endure this violence yeah. on, on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, I have, I've had some, you know, some friends, cause I'm always trying to recruit. I'm like, Hey, you have to come play football. Like, let's do it. And you, you know, there's some girls that are, you know, smaller than me and they'll be like, Oh, I don't want to get hurt. I'm like, trust me, you put on these pads, you ain't, you're not getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? You're going to freaking love it. I, I'm always telling girls like, you have to try it. My dad always told me like, try everything once. If you don't like it, then you can just bounce the other way. But, I mean, it's such an amazing feeling. And I know a lot of girls are sometimes, you know, you see the NFL and you see them cracking skulls and stuff. And you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. But I always encourage, uh, you know, everyone, like, hey, come do this, man. Because it's like, it's more, like, once they put their pads on and they hit somebody, it's it's a whole nother experience. I've had people, yeah, that are, like, really short. They come into it and they are beasts. And, I mean, it's. It's just all about the experience. I always tell everyone, try it, try it once. If you don't like it, it is what it is. But um, there's a lot of girls that want to go out there and crack skulls. So, and, and in, there's a lot of people that come to the games, and when they see that, they're like, man, like I, there's a lot of girls that, younger girls, when I got off a of Big Brother, that would go to my games and just be like, oh, man, I want to be, you know, just like you. I want to be able to play football just like you. And 
I think it's just exposure altogether, the exposure for the younger, the younger girls to be able to see that it is doable and it's just not a man's sport and uh, women can do it too. Well, if you're into cracking skulls, you've wound up on the right show with the challenge. But on on route to the challenge, you wind up on Big Brother, which skull cracking is not part of the job, uh, you know, application there. How did you wind up on Big Brother? Were you a recruit or were you a fan of the show? Oh, man, I'm a super fan of the show. I have been watching it for the past 20 years since I was 10 years old. So I'm 32 now. Uh, so 21 years I've been watching it with me, my me, my dad. I literally watch no other TV. I have ADHD, so it's really hard for me to sit down. But for some reason, Big Brother got my ass to sit down and watch it every single year with my dad after practice. You know, we grab something to eat and then we we turn on Big Brother and I I watched it every year. My dad would always tell me, Casey, you need to get on that show. Casey, you need to go on that show. And uh, I finally ended up going to a casting call in uh, 2018, and they liked me. (laughs) They liked me. I and I went to a casting call. They liked me, and um, the rest is history. So wow. that was it—just a casting call, and then you're yep. there. There weren't like ten other interviews in between. I, well, yeah, there was a it was a long process. I would say probably like a two month process. But I mean, I've never tried out for any kind of show. I've never, you know, had you know, never wanted to like try out for a show. So. With Big Brother being a huge part of my life, I was like, you know what? As a Big Brother fan, I'm gonna at least I have to at least try and go through the process. And so I did that. It was just the right timing for me. I just turned 30 years old, uh, got out of a relationship, and I would just back-to-back change, change, change. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this casting call. And if they like me, cool. If they don't, that's cool, too. At least I tried. I drove. I was living in Arizona at the time. I drove two, uh, six hours to L.A., uh, waited in line for two hours by myself, um, and it was a five-minute interview. They loved me, called me back the next day. I drove back out to L.A. and, you know, a couple of interviews here and there. And it was it was very stressful because I was like, man, I have to get I have to get on this show. This has been a dream of mine. I have to get on and um, not knowing if I was going to get on or not. And so at the end of the show, after Big Brother, they end up telling me that, Casey, we loved you from the very first interview that they did with me. And I was like, you guys had me stressed out for two, three months, <laughs> you know, wondering if I'm going to get in this house. And um, it's definitely been a dream of mine and a dream come true, man. It's still so surreal to me that I won my all-time favorite show. Yeah, let's talk about that. So John Merritt wants to know, did you watch your season of Big Brother after the fact? <laughs> Not right after, no. And I haven't even finished it. I'm probably halfway through. Oh, it wow. honestly gives me, and I've heard a lot of people too, P- PTSD. You know, you're watching this. And the stress that we had to go through inside that house that no one will ever understand. Um, and just watching it, just it brings back crazy memories, good and bad memories. So good. his, his follow up to that, and I know you've seen part of it, but maybe enough to kind of answer this was, you know, he says, were you shocked, but were you surprised or, or anything when you saw, got to see Tyler's game from that vantage point? Um, did it make you any more proud of your win or any more surprised that you won? Because obviously you're in the house as a viewer, the first yeah. half of the season was just building up Tyler to be like, this guy's the best big yeah. brother player ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. kind of come in like a silent assassin. Really? You win a bunch of comps down the stretch everybody loves you you end up winning so having now watched it from that perspective and at least seen a little bit of Tyler's game um or does it make you any more proud of the fact that you ended up winning that season well yeah so I mean okay so yeah that's a good question I 
when I was watching back and Tyler got an amazing edit, he got an amazing edit. That's my guy. He's an amazing, amazing person. We had a final two since the very beginning. I knew that he was making final deal. You know, he had deal. He had a deal with JC. You know, he told me that he had a deal with Brett. He told me that. So there's a lot of things that people did not see. And, you know, studying the studying this game for 20 years, I, my, I, my strategy before going in, I said every, everything I said I was going to do before going in the house pretty much executed to the T, right? And my main goal was my social game. I knew my name, my, my social game was going to take me to the very end, even though I was very good at competitions, that alone will not take me to the very end. But I mean, I didn't get to play a veto. I was the last person to play a veto. I didn't play till halfway through the season. So if you're not in a veto and you're not in any, any kind of competition in the beginning, except for like the, the whack ass HOHs they had in the beginning, you're not going to get no airtime. Totally fine. I mean, Tyler, you know, he was HOH from week one and people loved him. Tyler is an amazing guy and he played a great game, but he did too much. And so when it got to the end, I was going to take him no matter what, because I knew whoever I, whoever I took to the end with me, I would win either way because I did jury management from the beginning as soon as I walked up inside that house. So, um, yeah. Wow. You know, that's cool. And look, I, I, I've said, I got into Big Brother about four or five seasons ago. Um, the first season I watched was the season where Paul lost to Nicole. And then I watched him lose again to, to Josh. And then I watched you beat, uh, Tyler. And all three of those were jury management situations, in my opinion. Or, or yeah. maybe, maybe even in some instances with Josh and Paul, not so much great jury management by Josh, but just the lesser of two either evils, bad jury management by yep. Paul. So you being a fan of the show for so long and you knowing that me as this new viewer i'm like why are these fantastic wheeling and dealing double crossing players not winning but you you come in with such a background in the game that you're like no that's only going to get you to final two that's not going to get you the gold and i talk about this i talk about this all the time so big brother's known for lying backstabbing backstabbing manipulating that's what big brother's known for but at the end of the day people you know outside looking in the viewers you have to understand you are playing a game but you are playing a game with people that have emotions and feelings you're not playing a game where people are chess pieces right and people don't fully ah, understand that right ah. you have to understand we're not playing chess here we're not playing freaking monopoly we are playing a game that not a lot of people have ever played in their entire life probably no not nobody except if you're in big brother or whatever the challenge you're playing with people that have emotions. So Big Brother, on the outside looking in, you, big, you know, okay, we want we want the drama, we want the lying, we want the backstabbing, manipulating. Me watching the whole entire show, I'm not gonna go in there to waste my time. I'm not gonna go in there and uh, I'm I, from my strategy, I want to stay true to myself as much as possible, and um, I'm gonna treat these people with respect, and I'm not gonna make any promises that I cannot keep because I know in the long run it's gonna it, it can either make or break me. Now for the thing with Paul, right? He can he can backstab, lie, manipulate and it'll only take you so far. It took him to final two twice and he lost twice because he was doing too much and manipulating and lying and, and really messing with these people's emotions. So that right there even tells you it will get you so far. Cool. It'll take you to final two, but will you win? No, because you have people that you were in the house with that are voting for you. So why would you play with their emotions? People call when people say bitter juror, I, I, I don't, people outside looking in, they can call that bitter juror. But when you're actually in the house and you have someone 
telling you and lying to you and in your face. And yeah, people can say it's a game, but when you're in it, (laughs) when you're in it and you feel like this is your whole entire life and these are the people that you're going to hang out for the rest of your life and you really pour your everything out to these people and they do you wrong because you made a promise to them, it, it hits differently. You get what I'm saying? It hits differently. So people to understand how consumed we are in this game I mean, it, it got it got to the point where you don't think of anything else. You don't think of anything else. I got to the point where I thought the clothes that I wore in there was would were it was my wardrobe for the rest of my life, and it really is a mindfuck. And so, I, just all together, it's like people have to understand. I mean, they will, they don't have to. They will never understand, which is okay. That you are in there playing a game with human beings that have feelings and emotions, and that's what moves people majority of the time. I I, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe you just put it like that because I've played. I've watched the challenge not for 20 years. Like you by far, it just said I've studied Big Brother for, you know, 21 years. And the the language you guys are speaking is very similar to the language that, you know, I I, I use different words in, in the challenge game. But the way you just described it as a chess game with real lives and real people, real emotions like it, it I, I'm going to I'm going to. I think I'm going to try to (laughs) trump what you just said by telling you it is a real life chess game with real with real emotion, real lives and real people. It's a big chess game with with real people, real lives and real emotions. And, And and, you know, and and everything you do in there, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, like I. I think, you know, I, I care about, um, you know, these people, uh, you know, unless they, you know, really severely do me wrong in, in some way, shape or form in my real life, you know, um, I'm like, then I will harbor some sort of, you know, long-term feelings and emotions towards them. But like in the game, like you're not trying to like destroy these people because there are real people and they have real emotions, you know? And I think that's why your game is so uh respectable and i think it's your game i watched one season of big brother and it was your season ironically awesome. and 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 i i watched you from the beginning and it was like the quiet like you got like scott just said the kind of the quiet assassin she's if if they don't get her out early she's probably gonna make it really really far and and be and be troublesome for these people because you know your demeanor is that of you know, people like you, you get along with everybody. Why are they going to do you dirty? You know, you can help them in some way. You know, your, your athletic background is f- unbelievable. Um, and I, I, I want to ask you this. Do you think that your, your big brother game is almost the same? Uh, you've, I think you've won the, the same daily challenge on big brother. That you did on the on the challenge, like right before the final elimination or something like that. I can't really remember exactly, but I feel like it was the same. It was like working in unison. Like it was almost the exact same. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And the thing is, I, the, for me, I know some people go on TV because they want to like, you know, okay, let me let, let me make a name for myself. Let me start drama on all these things. Honestly, for me. For on going on a Big Brother, I, I could care less about my, my following or any of that stuff. I went on the Big Brother because I wanted to play a game that I absolutely love, that I've been subconsciously studying for the past 20 years, and I'm like, I want to go try this out. And so now 
And when people are like, you know, you're saying staying low. Yes, I'm there to win. I'm not there to waste my time. I'm not there to become famous on like, uh, oh, look at me. This is, you know, this is Casey. I'm there to win money, right? I'm there to win money on my favorite game. And so now same thing with the challenge. Like I know people are like, oh, they want the drama, and they want, but I want to be the one where it's like, you can still go on there, be true to yourself. You don't have to be an asshole or whatever the case may be and still win or still go far. Right. And so, um, I just like to be different. Honestly, I, I, I just like to be different and do, do my thing and what, what fits best for me and my personality and who I am as a person and just roll with like, roll with it like that. Right. Cause even yeah. before big brother, before the challenge in my life, I, you know, everyone's very attracted to my, my vibes and my energy because I look at life as a game, right? I look at life as a game and I just have a blast every single day, no matter what. I always look at the good in everything and I bring that into Big Brother, nothing different. The same KC and Big Brother, the same KC in real life. Bring it to challenge, same KC and challenge, the same person, you know, outside the house and, um, and just have fun with it, man. Have fun with it and just treat people with respect, treat people with respect and, um, have fun. And so, yes, you know, my strategy is staying low and because what it is, I, you know, for Big Brother, I said the first two, three weeks, my main focus, Casey, is we are going to uh, get to know these people, get to know these people. And we are going to uh, build relationships, build friendships. And um, that's exactly what I did. And then when I needed to when I started playing uh, the veto, which I was the last person that was there, what, 46, 44, halfway through the season. I was finally picked to play a veto and started playing and then started winning. And it just worked out exactly how it was supposed to. All right. More with Casey in just a little bit. And I know you guys are probably enjoying this podcast. Maybe you're listening on a computer, but maybe you're walking around the city you live in wearing a mask. Of course, maybe you're at the gym. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. I know I can't live without mine, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. That's what I wear. That's what I wear to edit the show. That's what I wear to listen to the show. That's what I listen to my favorite podcasts on. You already know Raycon earbuds start out at about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you knew. And their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. Six hours of playtime. That's more than enough to listen to three episodes of Challenge Mania. Seamless Bluetooth pairing. More bass. I'm all about that bass, no treble. And a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Look, the Raycon wireless earbuds are a game changer for me because when you really push them in, as they mentioned, that bass is just unbelievable. I like listening to some metal, I like listening to some hip hop, and when I'm running, I'm doing my jogging, mask on of course, the bass is just bumping. Unlike your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. There's no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. That's right, you can use them during our Legion of Zoom on July 26th. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, come to my window. How she's obsessed with Raycons, but so am I, and so is Derek. Hey, look. Now's the time. Get the latest and the greatest from Raycon. You can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash challengemania. That's buyraycon.com. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash challengemania. 15% off, guys. And even if you didn't get that, I would tell you, you got to pick up these wireless earbuds because Raycon makes it happen. All right, more with Casey Clark. Here we go. Hope you're listening on some Raycon. 
Um, now, Big Brother, as you as you know from watching it for so many years, you know has a shelf life for ninety percent of players. They play once. For ten percent of players, you might get called back to play once again if you're an all star or a fan favorite. But for the most part, it ends up being one and done. Uh, when uh, what uh, you know part in your journey did you find out that the challenge has for the past four or five seasons become a second life, not just for people who perform on MTV, but also now on CBS and around the world on other reality shows and the challenge. Challenge, unlike Big Brother, is always returning players so that you could maybe transition onto the challenge for one season and this could end up being something you do for the next five years or so. Who brought it to your attention? When was that? Were people talking about it in the house? And uh, when you got there and realized, oh, I'm playing with three people for my Big Brother season, were you surprised <laughs> or were you happy it was those three people? Yeah, so great question. I heard it from my dad. So I've heard of Real World and Road Rules back in the day, right? And I, you know, I've seen a couple episodes, but my dad more so was watching the challenge. He was like, Casey, you should get on here. And when Big Brother people started going on the challenge, he was like, look, so-and-so's on there, so-and-so's on there. I was like, awesome, you know, and I saw a couple episodes. And so my dad was like, you know, you should do it. This was before or after Big Brother. And then also after after Big Brother, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, Casey, you should do the challenge. You should do the challenge. So I was watching a couple more episodes and I'm like, man, I don't know. It's it's I love the competitions. It was just like, man, there's it seems like there's a lot of drama. I, I know how to handle my own with drama. I know I know how to handle my own. But do I want to put myself in that situation? You know, and I'm, I'm very cautious of like, OK, the vibes that I, you know, I want be, I want to surround myself with. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. It seems like too much for my liking. And, um, but I was going back and forth because I'm, you know, I'm a huge competitor. And if you, you know, throw a challenge at me, I'm like, yes, I'm in. And so my, again, my dad was like, you know, try everything once. If you don't like it, uh, don't do it. So I ended up doing it. I was very hesitant in the beginning though, when they ended up contacting me, I was like, ah, I don't know. And, um, got on there and it's not bad at all. <laughs> of course, you know, the TV magic makes it seem like it's the most, uh, um, craziest thing. Although I heard that, you know, I've been hearing a lot from the, the castmates this season that this season was a lot better than the previous seasons. Like last season I heard it was pretty rough, but, um, overall, yeah, I heard it. And I, I mean, I heard about the challenge went on and I love it. What Everyone it like, in there was amazing. What was it like playing with uh, Swaggy Bailey and Fessy again? Because, you know, we find this mm -hmm. out a couple episodes ago, but you and Bailey knew each other. Obviously, we know that you guys are in the house together, but they, they cut everything that was spoken about on the challenge between you two was cut out of the CBS <laughs> yes. edit. I didn't even like look at you guys as having any sort of connection whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Swaggy went home so early. If, if you blinked, you missed him. And then you and Fessy seemed to get along, obviously both football backgrounds, but I never really looked at you guys as like, you know, clear cut allies or anything like that. So bringing the four of you together, it's kind of like, oh, okay, let's see how this works. You know, were there other people you would have rather played with? Are you glad you played with these uh, three competitors from Big Brother? And talk about what that dynamic was like going on a show again with these three. Because look, I'll be honest, like if, if you guys were brought back for a Big Brother season, I don't know that it would be these four. Because like you won, Fessy came in eighth or something, Bailey comes in tenth or whatever, and Swaggy again, early exit. So this is sort of the only instance in which you would potentially go on a show with these three housemates, what was their experience with you in the Big Brother house, and how did that carry on into the bunker? Yeah, so with Bailey, Swaggy, and Fessy, we did not work together at all on Big Brother. And on Big Brother, the house divided so fast um, that there were already two sides from pretty much day one, day two. And they were on the opposite side. So all season, we're working against each other. 
I, you know, I see him on the challenge and, um, you know, it's awesome to see familiar faces, especially, you know, all of us going into a, a, a completely new, uh, game and, um, and seeing them was, it, it was cool. So we did talk about, we were like, Hey, well, let's, you know, even though we didn't work together, let's go into this. We're all coming in as rookies. Let's work together as much as possible. And, you know, in my mind, I don't know about their mind, but I was like, okay, well, I didn't work with you guys on Big Brother. And, you know, there's a little trust issues right there. So, yes, I will be loyal to you guys until uh, you guys do me otherwise. And then from and so um, that was our agreement in the beginning. And, um, yeah, me and Bailey in the Big Brother house, we were friends, like amazing. Like Bailey, me, me and Bailey had an amazing friendship in the Big Brother house. Even though we weren't working together, we still made time to like, hey, let's, you know, let's uh, hang out. But it was nothing more than that. And, um, yeah, so me and Bailey were really cool in there. Going to Big Brother, you know, I'm sure you guys seen what happened. But th- what really bothers me is on, on MTV, they cut out a lot of what the reasons why I did what I did. And um, it, which is, like, irritating. I'm sure you guys, you know, it's up, too. It's, like, the whole editing. I'm like, gosh, they just try. Obviously, they wanted to make it fit a storyline, but... You know, I told Bailey, Swaggy, and Fessy, I, you know, let's stay loyal to to each other until until otherwise. And um, uh, when I was voting, when I did the voting, when it was Bailey and Melissa, and I voted for Melissa. Two weeks prior to that, Bailey threw my name under the bus and wanted me to go against Jenny into elimination. So she's throwing my name under the bus, saying Casey already won five hundred thousand dollars. I already gave her whatever, you know, uh, the vote or whatever. And um, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, all bets off. And so they didn't air any of that. And I made sure to say it in all my interviews and they didn't air any of that, which is totally fine. But, you know, I am very like, huh? We're not cutting that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's unfortunate. I get it. They want to make it seem like I was doing it for Nani and the whole like, oh, the Nani uh-huh. and Bailey thing. And so they wanted to fit the storyline. OK, if that's what they want to do. Awesome. You know, I, I just I you know, I want people to understand, too, that you you know, it is TV magic. You don't see everything. And you're seeing an hour and a half a week when we are uh, in real life being um, filmed 24 seven. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, it is what it is. And everything happened the way it was supposed to. Me and Fessy got a lot closer in the challenge because I know, you know, I'm Big Brother. I know he was a loyal guy. He was just loyal to a group that, you know, the group that um, wasn't doing the very best. And uh, and I knew this in the Big Brother house. It just happened so that we were just working on two separate sides. So going on the challenge, I knew I could work with Fessy uh, 100% because he is a loyal guy and I do trust him. And we had each other's back. Let's talk about, you mentioned, it's so, it's so funny. So you, you and Bailey play on two shows together. The first show decides to cut out your guys' shared existence entirely, then cut to the second show, and they are sensationalizing it and only showing the most heated, you know, yelling-filled <laughs> moments. And almost now, including, you know, just in, in Bailey talking to you, the stuff from that, that Big Brother didn't even want to touch. So talk about these two very different shows and just kind of now having seen both. Both of them, and or at least partially seen Big Brother, and now seen, I would imagine, a, l- a large chunk of the challenge. I don't know if you're watching every week, but to see what gets left in and what doesn't, um, which one jives more with you personally, as far as like you know, because on Big Brother, I would say um, something that you know probably would have rubbed me the wrong way is like when you weren't playing the flashiest game in the world towards the beginning of the show, they kind of you cut you out a lot of it, you know, and, yeah. and not just not showing your social game. Because no offense to you, I don't know that they, you know, Big Brother 
are being edited in real time. I think they need to kind of hedge their bets, kind of predict who's going to be there at the end and load them up with all the time. And I don't think they bet on you. And and then towards yeah. the end, it's like, oh, no, we have to play catch up and, you know, get people to know Casey because she might actually win this thing. Whereas now on the challenge, we're going the other route. You're getting the cranberries at it with Donnie. You're getting the big yelling match with Bailey. <laughs> we're going down, uh, you know, uh, this, you know, road with the big brother stuff. So talk about which one you jive with more, the sensationalized aspects of the challenge or the sort of reserved elements of big brother. Uh, I would say big brother. Honestly, I feel like it's more, uh, it's just, and I, and it's totally different. You know, you got one where they're editing, they're editing as we go and they're, they kind of have their few favorites that they want to like, okay, like we're pushing for this one. We're pushing for this one. Uh, big, I mean, uh, the challenge, I feel like, you know, they can really just, um, edit it to make it look like a whole nother way. The thing with big brother, you got the live feed. So you got people, so you got people watching 24 seven, that are seeing a whole, pretty much a whole nother show. Then you're seeing an edited version. Then you got the version where we're inside the house. So there's so many different looks to, you know, what you're seeing and what's being edited. But I would have to say a big brother, big brother is my first love for sure. And, uh, just the way uh, it's just more, it's real for me. Uh, it's just more authentic. Interesting. See, I think, so I, you talk about the live feeds, right? Which I would give me like the worst anxiety in the world. Uh, but, but like in general, like it seems like you like the live feeds because it provides this sort of, you know, it's, it's basically evidence to say like, oh, they didn't edit it to look that way, but everyone, these people know, right? Um, for me, uh, you said the authentic, authenticity thing. I know last season, I'm sure you watched last season just being the huge fan that you are, that called into question the authenticity of Big Brother season 21 because you're seeing Jackson get this edit when everyone on the live feeds is like, oh, we're watching this show. So you talk about it being authentic because of the live feeds. I think sometimes it highlights the inauthentic nature of the show when they do choose to leave stuff out. So it's interesting how it can swing both ways. Someone on the show would say it makes it more authentic. Someone watching the show purely, I think sometimes it points out. At the end of the day, at the the day big picture it is authentic so the outsiders the viewers can see oh okay there's a tv magic oh okay there's inside live oh okay there's you know so at the end of big big picture it is very it's more real you're seeing how tv how tv works you're seeing how it really is going inside the house you really are seeing you know what i'm saying so it's like you're seeing people viewers are seeing different perspectives I'm, I'm just I'm looking I'm going pretty deep here but I'm just saying like you know people the viewers are seeing different perspectives so it's as in like oh shit like you, you can't believe every single thing that you see, you know, you got, and with the challenge, there's no, there's no receipts showing, oh, this and this didn't really happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's what you see is what you get. And then everything else is guesswork. And yeah. Well, to be honest with you, this, this exactly precisely what you're talking about right now is why I wanted to start a podcast about the challenge because you know, it, it, and, and to, you know, to the, the credit of the, the showmakers, um, there's typically 30 cast members and we're talking about, we're going from 22 minute episodes to now 60 minute episodes without, uh, without, without commercials or 90 minutes as we all see on TV now, but there's so much left unsaid. There was so much more that happened on Big Brother. Like you said, you got you have the gap fillers, you have the live feeds, right? So there are people out there that can say, you know, well, this is actually happening. I saw this. I saw a complete Casey with the live feeds, whereas on the challenge, I'm only getting to see, I don't know, maybe a quarter of her, you know, but same for me. I was like, wait a minute. 
I, you know how much I, I was a part of this, <laughs> this, uh, you know, this vote off. Or right. do you know how much, I, you know, my gameplay had to do with these three guys going in and how they were targeted the whole time? It's not, I don't like to embellish my game. I don't like to, you know, boast about my game or anything like that. Just like you do. You're like, uh, but I'm sure there have been so many times and moments that you had a say in these game moves where somebody got eliminated or, or, or whatnot. Um, so this is why Challenge Mania exists is, is because awesome. of that. It's because of what, what you just said, like the, the vote, um, you know, the, the alliance wasn't broken because of Nani. Right. It, the alliance broke because they tried to put me in against Jenny, which would probably be a very smart game move for the right. girls to make. It's the move to make. I mean, right. are you kidding? That's the move to make for the girls. Um, so at some point you're saying they turn their back on you. Which in turn, you did the Bailey vote, which caused the big uproar, right? Right, right, and and, and, and yeah. So this is awesome that you're doing this because it is an yeah. inside look, right? Because yes. like no one that was anyone that was not inside that bunker has no idea what the heck happened, no. right? And they, no. they can they can act like it, yep. whatever. But with this, it's awesome because I mean, you get the you know you talk to everybody, you get the inside look at what was going on. Obviously, people will have their different stories and their different sides and just how it is. And it's unfortunate, you know, it's like everyone's not going to know everything. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like where I'm very loyal to who I work with until you do me otherwise. And it's unfortunate that they didn't show that. So it made it seem like the, you know, uh, a whole nother thing that it wasn't. And I mean, anybody else that was in my position would have done the same damn thing. If you had someone that you're supposed to be working with threw you under the bus, why would I keep working with them? So, and you know, no one will ever understand that until, unless they're there or unless they're listening to challenge mania. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who were you working with? Um, I was, so in the beginning it was, you know, it was supposed to be me, Bailey, Swaggy, um, Fessy, uh, Josh, Nani, you know, Nani, Jenna, Kayla, we had our, you know, little group. We also had, they didn't show, we had a little group meeting in a corner. And, um, so yeah, we were, it was them. I, my number ones were for sure Josh and Fessy, cause I knew I can trust them a hundred percent and Nani, I could trust her a hundred percent. Anissa, trust her a hundred percent. And yeah, I would say that was a small group of people that I knew I could trust. All right, more with the interview in just a bit, but I want to talk to you really quickly about BetterHelp, one of our favorite sponsors, someone we've been working with for a long time. But during COVID, during quarantine, I think it's as important as ever uh, to look at options for bettering our mental health. What interferes with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I know that therapy has been something that's really helped me get through the Monday nature of these last few months and every day feels like the uh, Groundhog Day. And sometimes you really just need somebody to talk to about it who can give you an unbiased opinion about how to navigate through life. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. All you can do is start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You send a message to your counselor anytime and they're there. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, trauma, sleeping, you name it. Anything you share is confidential as it should be. They're professional, they're affordable, and in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. 
I want you to start living a happier life today. BetterHelp is the way to do it. As a maniac, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com mania. Join over 1 million people. That's right, 1 million people taking charge of their mental health today. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mania. All right, more with Casey Clark. Here we go. What's the main difference between going in to just a clean slate show, a cast of Big Brother 20 where nobody's played before, you have varying degrees of, you know, you have people who have watched a couple seasons, yep. people who have watched 20 seasons, but you're all just going in without any sort of baggage. Yep. You don't know each other. You might have maybe been at a casting call with one or two people. Fine. Right. But then you go onto the channel challenge where everyone other than seven of you has backstory within the challenge game. You have two huge egos in Wes and Johnny, and then you have a, a little bit of help. I'd, I'd imagine along the way of, you know, Kayla and other people who can kind of break things down for you socially, but how do you kind of navigate that in comparison yeah. to, you know, so what's it like walking into this, you know, kind of a uh, Island of the misfit toys, if you will. Yeah. It's a great question. I mean, I talk about this all the time too, is like, you know, us going in there as rookies, not really knowing anybody else. And they're on a completely different network, completely different show. Show. you know, a lot of us were quiet in the beginning because everyone else had stories to relate on. Everyone was talking about the past. Everyone was talking about all these different things. So I would always say like, it's a game in itself going in there as a rookie and trying to figure out who used to work together, who doesn't work together anymore, who used to date, who doesn't date anymore, who had a fallout, who did this, who did. So my mind was going, right? So I'm over here trying to, I, I'm like, I know that this is, this is, this is the deal. Everyone has their past or whatever. And I have to go in there and observe as much as possible, taking all the information so I can kind of play catch up with their experience of all playing together for however long they've been playing together. So that was a game in itself that I had to do some extra work on. And, um, it was definitely different. It was very, very different, but I knew in order for me to play catch up with all the stories, I had to just observe, listen, and, uh, get to know them that way. And, um, yeah, less talking, more listening was the beginning of it. Because if they're talking about stories and relating, it's like, I can't relate with whatever they're talking about. And so a lot of us, you know, the, the newcomers were quiet. We pretty much, you know, we, you know obviously we talked to each other and then, um, I get to know everybody else, but it was definitely a whole nother game in itself to figure out who we used to work together. You know, everyone's past friendships, alliances, whatever the case. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did that take to figure out? Like oh, gosh. A, a long, 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 long. Well, I don't know. For I'm me, still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was funny because that's, that's the main thing is like, all right, you, you walk in, like for me, the, the last show I did was the dirty 30 and I walked in and I, there was players that I had played with, uh, almost seven to 10 years prior that I wow. had known. I had talked to occasionally here and there. I didn't know where our friendship stood. And then on the flip side, there's all these brand new people that I had, you know, just had been like on, are you the one or people that I'd never, never played with. And I'm just like right here in the middle. I had no clue how, where any of this, you know, this, this, this diagram paradigm, whatever it's called, it, you know, how, where I fit in it, you know, I was just stuck in the middle, um, kind of essentially playing a Casey game. Um, so it, you know, it, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's really, you know, coming to the end. So the fact that you're down here at the end of this thing and you figured it out on your first challenge season is amazing. It's, it's really, it's unbelievable. You. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, um, do you think that if you went into this elimination with Jenny, yes, um, uh, that you would have, you would have <laughs> been able to, the answer is yes. You would have beat her. Yes. Without a doubt. Before, 
before um before that we were before uh the elimination you know you know jenny was asking me for some tips and stuff and we were like in one of the rooms and like you know i was telling her what to do and then she would like uh-huh. she would practice on me and and you know um and you know I, for me i know that i would be able to beat her because a lot of times girls that go in a situation like that will be timid and i know that the first hit is everything and you know you know the initial hit is everything a lot of girls will be timid because they're not used to you know used to that for me i i know that my ass needs to run straight through you and i'm not stopping so i know for sure if jenny if i went against jenny that which would have been awesome it would have been a good fight she's a strong ass girl a huge competitor but at the end of the day um, from experience, I definitely would have taken that. I mean, that's got to <laughs> resemble some of the tackle drills you guys are doing at football camp, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And for me, you know, a lot of people, like my mindset is I, I have like no mercy. A lot of people like, so as a wide receiver, you know, you don't do a lot of tackling, but, you know, I'm blocking. I mean, there's a couple, you know, there's some highlights that I got on YouTube too where, you know, I'm you know, hitting girls really, really good. So, uh, but with me for a lot of people like DBs will underestimate me because they see me, I'm, you know, tall, skinny Casey, but I am strong for my size. And, um, I love when the DBs underestimate me and I pop them one good time from the beginning and they don't fuck with me after that. So it's, um, it's all about, yeah, the initial hit. So, I mean, with Jenny, I know for sure uh, even though she, it would have been a battle. I'm not gonna say it was a cake. It would be a cakewalk, but I know and very confident that I would uh, um, beat her in that. So, what about the leaping uh, move? I don't think that's used enough in hall brawl. I feel like everyone goes low, and I think it one maybe it can't do it every round, but that second round, if you just kind of try to jump over the person, I feel yeah. like, and if you have the hops, you could clear them. Uh, is that something you might attempt? Because I'd imagine that's a wide receiver move you pulled a time or two. I would yeah, guess. I was, I was thinking that. I guess you would ha- kind of have to read the person, like how low are they going, you know, or are they just, are they not going to go low and stay up? So I was thinking that too, because it's like, I mean, if you can get over them, yeah, get over them. Uh, one thing that this is a side note that bothered me with this uh, hall brawl is they did not have. Mouth guards. <laughs> and I hear that they usually have mouth guards, you know, and then they would have like a different kind of helmet. First of all, I'm not going to, I need a, at least a mouth guard. You need to give me a mouth guard. They didn't give them any mouth guards. That is not okay. That is not okay. That was, uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can jump over them, jump over them. For me, obviously, the first hit, I, I want to go in. I want to get down and dirty and getting down to the nitty-gritty. So, I mean, um, yeah, I guess it just all depended on, you know, your opponent and what they're doing and kind of reading them. Well, what's your what's your size? Like, uh, forgive me for asking, but what's your height and, and weight compared to Jenny's height and weight? I, uh, I, I I'm guess taller than, fair. Yeah, I'm taller than Jenny. I'm probably like eight, eight, uh, five, eight, and I weigh, I fluctuate between 145, 150. Uh, I don't know how much she weighs, but I'm taller than her. She's definitely muscular. Uh-huh. And does uh, she, does she yep. have an athletic background or is she just primarily uh, like a bodybuilder? I think just bodybuilding. I, I believe uh-huh. it's just bodybuilding. Um, and, but I think what would be huge is that she would be more timid on the first hit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of girls usually are. For me, I know my ass needs to run straight through you, no mercy. And that would help me because, and after that first initial hit, and so, so if anyone's on this challenge mania and listening to this, and if we happen to meet up in the future, future hall brawls, you're welcome. I'm telling <laughs> just you. know, just know, prepare yourself for a fucking concussion. Cause that's happening. Yeah, um, so yeah. What, yeah, so uh, she's, 
not Go jumping ahead. over, Scott. She's not doing the jump over. She's going straight. <laughs> what uh, at so, least first initial hit? Yes. Besides <laughs> the physical aspect, which like uh, it's obviously worlds, you know, tougher, more intimidating than I'd imagine. The few glimpses of physical challenge you get on Big Brother, um, but social game wise. Did you think you were in for a more grueling game? Because to me, like having made it to the end of Big Brother and, and although you were very well liked and uh, to, to my recollection, you weren't on the chopping block much throughout the game. I'd imagine there's still a high level of stress throughout. Was there a high level of stress throughout this challenge game? Because from where I sit, it felt like there was this cohesiveness to the house where there were a couple moments here or there where it didn't break the person's way and they got upset. Bailey, obviously, we talked about that moment earlier on. But other than that, it seemed like everyone kind of wanted to go in, wanted to go against this person, that person. The needing a red skull twist, I think, kind of flipped the game to where people wanted to go in instead of wanting to not go in. Did you feel a, a, a level of stress throughout yes. this season? You did. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't think people understand, too. It's like, I mean, I'm sure, Derek, you know, like when you're yeah. in there, you oh, are yeah. stressed. You are stressed always. out. Every, always. On Big yep. Brother, I was stressed out. My mind is always gone day and night. I wasn't able to sleep. You're always thinking – of different scenarios. Oh, if I win this, you know, you know, what's going to happen if I lose this? Okay. What's going to happen? What do I need to do next? Your mind is always going yeah. in very stressful. Who can I trust? Who can I not trust? And that's the exact same thing on the challenge, even though it may seemed easier. Oh yeah. You know, I want to go in that kind of just cancels out whether I need to make the decision if I need to go in or not. It, it's very, very stressful because a lot of us in there, and I don't think they really put the, um, people really get to see that we were all confused Outside looking in, you're probably like, uh, duh, it's the obvious. But we were so in, we were in there. If you're in there and you're just so confused, this is the first time they've ever done it like this. And everyone's so confused on like, okay, my, how many red schools? All these different questions that we're trying to figure out. So we're stressing out on that. Can't sleep at night. We're over here constantly thinking of, oh my gosh, what if it goes this way? What if it goes this way? How, like, what if, like, how many is left? Like, our minds were always going. So yes, it was very stressful. It may seem all, you know, like just like, you know, you know, all dandy outside looking in, but in there, very, more very or stressful. less stressful than Big Brother. Um, Big Brother was way more stressful. Mm. So you know, it's funny <laughs> on you know when we're in the bunker and there are no windows, and you know they're in the bunker, no windows. They're waking us up at a certain amount, at a certain time in the morning, which I guess they didn't really use that. Usually do that in the past. They usually keep the lights off. But which reminded me a lot of Big Brother. I felt like MTV was trying to pull a lot from Big Brother. They were pulling, you know, turning the lights on at 10 or 9, whatever it was. You know, uh, no windows, um, more puzzles. And they had some like, because, you know, a lot of the challengers are like, oh, man, they don't usually do this much. Or they don't, you know. And I feel like they were trying to pull some things of, you know, the Big Brother aspect of keeping us. Because they were mentally trying to get to us on the bus rides, covering the windows. We couldn't see outside. And I guess they don't usually do that. So, they were trying to mentally get in our heads to then do these challenges. And just like Big Brother, Big Brother is way more challenging. So, you know, going on the challenge, you know, and then just getting off of Big Brother, I was like, man, I'm right at home. While everyone else is freaking out, I was like, this is a cakewalk, right? We get way more freedom on the challenge than you do on Big Brother. On Big Brother, I couldn't whistle. I couldn't hum. I couldn't, you couldn't take naps on Big Brother. On, on the challenge, I'm like, oh, this is a cakewalk. You're telling me I can take a nap, I can whistle, I can sing, I can do all these things. And Big Brother was just way more stressful. You're being watched 24-7, every word that you're saying. You can't do anything. We couldn't even take naps. And then you go on the challenge, and I'm like, oh, this, this is easy. Even though it was still stressful, and everyone was freaking out, people were just mentally checked out. But I'm like, oh, this is a cakewalk. You know, I do this, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, 
it's very interesting. People are like, Casey, you're just so, you're like not stressed. I mean, for me too, I don't like to complain. I don't complain and I, I, I keep it all to myself and I push through it and get my mind right. Can you explain uh, to our audience? Cause I know, I know like the deep dive live feeders probably know this stuff. Cause I imagine some of this makes its way onto the live feeds, but to a novice big brother viewer or to a challenge maniac who hasn't watched a lot of big brother, can you expand on some of those things that I think people would be surprised to hear as far as the, like the rules of living in the big brother house and simple things you can't do or stuff that you get warned about that, oh, that yeah. you know, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, with Big Brother, also to the challenge, you get phone calls home. Challenge. I mean, Big Brother, I didn't talk to my family or friends and had no idea what was going on in the outside world for 99 days. And that's not what sequester. So almost four months. And in there, you're, we're being watched 24-7. People are paying a subscription to watch us 24-7. So they don't want us whistling, singing, you know, for copyright reasons. And they don't want us taking naps, right? We had to stay up from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. After 10 p.m., we can go to sleep. If you take a nap or end up falling asleep during the day, you got an intercom that watches your every single move. You got more than, what, 200 cameras inside there watching your every single move and listening to you. And if they see you falling asleep in the middle of the day, they say, Casey, uh, no house guests cannot take naps. There is no sleeping between 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And um, it, it's just you. It's a really fucked up situation. It really is. I mean, you, it's such a mind fuck, man. You're like you're in there. And when you have someone yelling at you over the intercom for every little thing that you're doing wrong <laughs> for th- three and a half months, it makes you go fucking crazy. And um, a gr- amazing experience altogether. Cause, it, but at the end of the day, it, it has scarred a lot of us, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, the, the live feeds, they don't want us taking naps because obviously they want us up and moving and going. They used to let them take naps back in the day. Someone mm. ruined it for us. <laughs> and so they stopped. And, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't whistle. I couldn't hum. They'd be like, Oh, please stop whistling. Please stop humming. That's the same thing as singing. Please stop singing. So it was just, insane it was insane so it was definitely a lot more strict and not hearing from my family and my friends for such a long time it it was just a crazy thing and we only got the backyard three days out of the week so being inside yeah being inside with no windows no sun and that towards the end of big brother the last two weeks were were crucial you you didn't get to go outside for two weeks no sun nothing um yeah, it's definitely an experience, man. You do appreciate a lot more after going through all of that. You know, you appreciate your family, your friends, the outside world. And, uh, it's, it was, it was an amazing experience, but very, very, very hard, very hard. You have, you literally have to be mentally tough to be able to go through something like that. And then going on the challenge, same thing. You got to be mentally tough. It's just big brother was on a whole nother level, you know, and not, and none of us in there did TV at all. So going in there and doing this for the first time ever, it's just like, Wow. <laughs> so the part with the, uh, the, the area with the pool and like the hammocks and stuff, you can only go out there a couple of days a week. Yep. Three days of the week. And no drinking and no drinking. Yeah. No drinking. I mean, they would give us, you know, beer, probably or beer and wine every other week. And for 16 people in the house, they'll give us like eight beers to fight over, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it was, yeah, it was interesting. 
Wow. And then a little, re- really quick, one more kind of, uh, you know, inside baseball question. Um, the, uh, you know, we, we've seen people abuse it to different degrees, but those little moments that you have there with Julie when you're putting your vote to evict in, um, you know, it seems like people are constantly throwing in uh, their little messages to home and stuff. And, you know, Julie <laughs> seems like she gets a little bit upset about it or somebody will come in and give her a little bit of a two cents of what you you look ravishing today, Julie, or stuff like that. <laughs> Um, and it, to me, it seems like, as you mentioned, there's all these rules that they clamp down on all the time. Like this is one that people seem to break every, is it something that you're really told not to do or, and people just, just with impunity, just, just continue to shout out their friends and family, or is it something pretty they kind of like it? Yeah, pretty much. They tell us they don't want us to do it. Um, unless they, unless like it's someone's birthday and they, you know, if we end up doing, they absolutely don't want us doing it, but if we end up doing it, sometimes a lot of us will just do it anyways. They want to want us to say it fast, but they, you know, we go through a rehearsal before all of that and they want to make sure that we abide by the rules. Cause you know, we're on a time crunch, but, um, yeah. All right. All right, Scott, let's, let's move in. Let's move into the uh, final moments before the finale here. Cause I don't know if you guys know, it's, it's not. Big Brother Finals Week. It's Challenge Fucking right. Finals Week, everybody. <laughs> and we just got to that portion of Challenge Mania. Um, Casey, my question to you is, is in these final moments before, I, clearly you, I, I want to know how you won the Daily Challenge. Second, um, do you feel like, uh, you know, not voting Bailey in? Cause obviously the storyline looks like you guys have this, you know, this turmoil. Uh, you know, going into this final elimination, um, was it a makeup call? Was it a, a, a truce call to, to Bailey by not, by saving her or keeping her from no. going into elimination? Was it, did, did you guys make up after this? Did, did it help okay. the relationship? So after I voted, I don't think I saw the episode, the one that I voted for her what, to it, go in, right? Yeah. So the one I voted go, for her to go in, um, it just, uh, um, I see it. this happened so long ago. I'm sure you know, yeah. Derek. It's like you try to think no. back. But, yeah, we're going straight on TV, right? We're going straight on T for TV time, you know? So yeah, you put her in, uh, you know, she's pissed. You know, everyone thinks it's still, it's because of Nani thing. But then just recently, you guys end up putting in, I forget what girl, uh, on the last episode. What girl you guys put well, in? Yeah. I, we, we ended, I ended up voting for Bailey to go in. The last one, I didn't vote for her. She wanted to go in. The, the next one, um, I voted her to go in, right? To go in against Anissa? Yes. Right. So with that, I mean, um, I wouldn't say calling it a truce. Like I have nothing, nothing against Bailey as a person, Ama- amazing person. Um, but game wise, just, I, you know, if I'm playing a game, I, I want to make sure that I'm with people that I can trust. So with that, I don't remember exactly, but I know that it was a, 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 my best move for my strategy to put her in. It could have, I don't remember. It could have been like Anisa wanted to go against her. I don't know. I can't really remember, but I know at the end of the day, it was the best move for me in my game to, to vote her in, right? You know, setting all whatever happened prior to that. It is what it is. And, um, yeah. No, but you, but how, you, in the house vote, no, cause you're in the tribunal, right? You've now won with Johnny and Kyle. Yep. You're now safe from going into the final or you're safe and you're going to the finals. Who did you guys oh. end up? Yeah. Who did you guys end up voting in as a, as a tribunal? D. D, not Bailey. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. So it, I was wondering if she at that point was like, okay, thank you for not doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
did you yeah, guys have? Yeah, she she, she did. Yeah, she did say she did say uh, you know thank you, and she she because we she really thought she was gonna go in. Uh, yeah. Me, Kyle. Me, Kyle, and Johnny wanted to make sure that D was blindsided, so we didn't tell and we didn't let Bailey in on that we weren't going to pick her, right? We, we wanted her to freak out and make it seem real that she was going in, so then D got really comfortable, and so she wasn't, so D wasn't mentally ready. So that's what went down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we ended up voting for D, and. Right. And the house ended up voting for Jenny, but, you know, after the, all these blowups and stuff like that, she's definitely thinking, that you're going to vote her in and you guys yeah. don't, which I'm, I'm hoping ends up, you know, becoming, you know, some sort of like truce or I'm thinking along those lines that, you yeah, know, you'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Casey, awesome. Uh, does a final seem like a, now you come from winning big brother and a show where you're whittling it down one by one by one, as you mentioned, four months, you get down to a final two, you then win a vote. Um, the challenge is a little different. Now, granted, yep. you start with 28 people instead of 16, but you get down to it and there's, what is it, eight, nine of you guys are going to this final. You don't necessarily know what the format is, but you, you hear on, on one, you know, side of things, hey, you have an opportunity to win. You've made the final, but on the other side of the same token, you've only really made the top nine, right? So yep. does it have the same gravitas as a final on Big Brother? Um, are you aware of the achievement of making a final? Cause it certainly is one, or is there still a lot, a lot of game left to be played? Yeah, there's definitely still a lot of game to be played. You know, I don't really know how, you know, like the, like how exciting it is. I mean, like the importance of making it into the final or how big of a deal it is because I'm like, I don't know any better. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a shit ton of people. I mean, the game's not over. It's, you know, we got a lot to play. And so for me, you know, not you know, obviously going in as a rookie, not knowing what to expect in this final, but hearing a lot of what the other challengers were talking about. Oh my gosh. Like all throughout the season, they're talking about how crazy a final is. Like it is a whole nother ball game. You know, these challenge, these day challenges are nothing. Those are just like little patty kit games. But when you get into the final, it's like, it's, it is intense. Like I'm hearing these guys stories of how, you know, they still have scars from past finals or whatever the case. And, you know, I have no idea what to expect. I know that it's going to be fucking hard. And, um, it's, it's, that's where the game starts, right? That's, that's where the game starts for me. I mean, on, on a whole nother level. And this is what, you know, that was my, then my first, um, first uh, checkpoint that I was trying to, you know, wanted to get to and then go from there. So I've been hearing all these stories, finals are crazy, whatever. And, um, I'm excited for it. I mean, everyone's just saying that it's like, you just need to be mentally tough and get through this because they're saying anybody can do day challenges, but it all really matters when you come into the final and, uh, how you push yourself. It's you against you. Well, now it, 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 it may be you against you, but there's been a lot of chatter here, uh, in the past couple of weeks, um, about, uh, on the show of you guys having to run with somebody in the final. Yep. Are you guys having these talks going into the final? Um, yep. Are you thinking, man, I, I, I want to run with Johnny. I want to run with Rogan. I run, run with Fessy. I, do you have a, a pecking order of like who I'd want to run with if, um, if, if I get to choose to run with somebody? Um, what's the chatter go, like going yeah. on over there? What's your head? What's, where's your head at with stuff like this? Cause you have no idea. Like oh, you, have yeah. no, you, you don't watch the show and. Yeah. All you can go off of is what these people are telling you. Yeah. And well, a few weeks, 
Yeah. Sorry. There's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of speculations, you know, like, okay, is, is everyone going to run individually? Are we going to have pairs? Are we going to have groups? And we're over here speculating, okay, throughout the season, they had like random single uh, challenges. They had team challenges and they had partner challenges. Maybe they'll do the same thing in the final, right? So you got, again, you're stressing out on all these different speculations. What's going to happen in the final? How are they going to do it? And at the end of the day, I, you know, I wanted to get to the end, to the final, to people, with people that I was working with. So that was Fessy, Josh, Nani, um, Anissa and, and, you know, now in the final, it was just Fessy, you know, that made it. So if it came, you know, it came down to like partners and stuff, I would love to be, you know, even though, uh, Fessy is a rookie and probably less experienced, like, you know, myself on the challenge, I would want to team up with him for sure. All right, Maniacs, I've got something really exciting to tell you about. What a rush. Look, now you can participate in interactive monthly Zoom calls with me and D and other Diesel-level patrons. That's right. It's the Legion of Zoom. It has arrived. Trivia games, discussions, debates, surprise cameos, fantasy drafts. We're going to have a lot of fun in there. Everyone is part of the call. I repeat, everyone is part of the call. If you want to talk, you're going to get to talk. If you want to sit back and relax, let other people talk, that's fine too. You're not going to get called on like it's history class. Especially if you live in an area that doesn't get Challenge Mania lives often, this is a great way to be part of the action, meet your fellow maniacs, and party with me and D. That's right, I said party. Put a vodka tonic on the table. Crack a brewski. Whatever you want to do, we're going to have a good time. These calls are going to go about two hours. We're going to have a ton of fun. Head to patreon.com slash challenge mania and become a diesel level patron today and be part of the Legion of Zoom. Starting this July, you've got a couple weeks to get ready and sign up, but we're going to have one every month, guys. We're going to kick it in style with you guys. All right, back to the interview. Um, I want to go back to that elimination that you won. Uh, I know it's tough to assess uh, directly because it was one of those eliminations where you guys aren't going head to head. You're competing side by side. Uh, you and Kayla um, talk about when when you when you go through with this elimination to me at the time. I'm not saying she didn't want to be there. I'm not saying she threw it, but I'm saying it might have felt like a win-win for her. Either I win and stay or I lose and I might be able to catch that train to Bear's house. Uh, did you feel as if there was a little bit of that involved? Because to me, she wanted to go against you and everything she knows about you and your background and how tough you are, that seemed a little too easy for me. Why would you want to go against you in that instance? What can you talk about that moment? Were you surprised you were in essence being called out by someone who knew you so well? Um, no, I mean, a little yes and no. I mean, Kayla, yes, you know, Bear ended up leaving and, you know, she felt she was feeling some type of way about it. But right before, right, you know, as we're in elimination about to, you know, about to start, um, yeah, I mean, she was saying that how she's just, she is a, she is a competitor and she is a badass. And, you know, she said that she's going to give it her all and she's going to go in there. And she, I guess she really did believe that she was going to beat me and have a good chance. I, she hasn't really seen me perform, so and a lot of people haven't, and so people underestimate, you know. And um, I think that's what she did. I think she really did underestimate me, even though I knew Kayla before because she watched Big Brother as well. I knew I met her right after I uh, won Big Brother, um, her and her ex, and super cool. But I don't think she really saw how like I was able to compete. And yeah, I mean, you could, I, I, from right before our elimination, I knew that she was ready to do work and she was ready to try and kick my ass. And that didn't happen. And I feel like with, 
um, cause I, when I saw the episode that she started slowing down, I don't know if it was because she was really, really tired or because she just saw that I was going, I wasn't paying attention to her. Um, and I, I just, uh, I pretty much just blacked out and I was like, there's no stopping, but, um, <laughs> she's a competitor. <laughs> And how ironic is it that, and I don't know if you know this, that Kayla at some point played uh, tackle football? Yeah, she told me she played, I, I don't think it was, she didn't play full tackle. I think it was oh. uh, uh, like a like a flag, something, I don't remember exactly. Hmm. It was the first time a female I know uh, had said she played at all. So, um, yeah. yeah. but She's uh, a beast. Um, and let me ask you another question that I think uh, people are probably uh, going to be asking you a lot. I'm sure it's popping onto your uh, DMs quite a bit these last few weeks. Uh, rumors are that Big Brother might be suiting up for a returnee season, for an all-star season or a fan favorite season. I mean, you, I think based on the fact that you're a recent winner, that you're so popular, that you've maintained maintained this name you made for yourself by going on to the challenge. I think you've been on a lot of people's radar for somebody who could be asked back to do Big Brother. That may or may yeah, well, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I haven't I'm gonna, heard anything about Big Brother 22. I'm going to ask you this. We'll put it hypothetically because I know even if you were going to be on the show, you wouldn't be able to say whether you are or aren't. But now you have, you know, skin in the game on, on two of these shows. You know, Big Brother, you're a, you're a winner. But, hey, been there, done that. We don't know what happens on the challenge, but it certainly is a challenge that you could keep going for if this doesn't end up being, you know, a one and uh, one and done win for you on this season. Um, if the two are calling at the same time. I know Big Brother was your initial love, but as I said, you've already been there and done that. Which one would you prefer to go and play again? Yeah, so, I mean, there has been a lot of talk of Big Brother 22 and then All-Stars. Um, I have a lot going on right now. So if I were to pick between Big Brother or the challenge, I'm sure anyone can guess this because um, I say it all the time, my first love, it would be Big Brother. You know, because I mean, I never watched and never was really into the challenge. And I mean, until now, I love it. And um, but yeah, I would choose Big Brother over challenge. I got I got two more questions. I'm done, Scott. Good. Sounds good to me. Going into this final um, uh, it, to me, it, you know, from someone that's, you know, watched the challenge and been a part of the challenge. It, it really does seem like a, a two person race. Um, you're going against a girl named Jenny, who's one a show called survival of the fittest i would almost put i would i would say that bailey can give you guys you girls a run for your money um but uh but i haven't seen enough yet you know hearing your background stuff like that um but i think you know you you have the best chance at, at beating jenny and knowing now that melissa has a baby in her body i don't think she's I don't think it's it's gonna she it's gonna happen for her. Um, do you also think that it's a two person race at this point? And you, are you given, you know, uh, yeah. are you worried about Bailey at all? No. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I know that Bailey will will give it her all, but I'm not worried about her. It's more so Jenny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let me ask you: If you're yeah, worried yeah. about Jenny, which uh, as you should be, I'd imagine. You know, revisionist history here, but the thing that frustrated me the most of watching this season was that no one along the way, I mean, you guys all rallied together and, or the guys at least said, we don't want to go and play with Anissa in the final. How come some of you ladies didn't say, let's get this absolute beast out of here before the final? I feel like well, we didn't see well, enough of that. 
Yeah. So actually I want, I wanted Jenny in the, uh, in the final. Well, so in my interviews before, you know, the challenge were like, Oh, who would you want who would you like to see in? Uh, and I was like, Oh, you know, I would love to, cause I like the challenge. You know, I, I don't want it to be a fucking cakewalk. I'm there for the challenge. I'm not, you know, so I'm like, okay. So I, in my interviews, I was like, you know, I would, it would be cool, you know, to have Jenny in the final. And then also like throughout the season, you know, I told Jenny, I was like, man, I would love to, you know, be in the final with you and run the final with you. And, uh, how cool would that be? We're going to make it, we're going to make it to the final and we're going to hash it out there. And, you know, I respect, I respect a challenge. I respect, you know, um, a good competitor and just battle it out there. Yeah. And, and, and that, and Scott, that's a, that's, that's the mentality for a lot of like the best of the best. They're like, I want to run against the best. I want to beat the best in this game that they're yeah. saying is the best because I want to say that I'm better than them. So, you know, she already has a championship mentality. I'm excited to see what I think will probably be a two person race, uh, tomorrow night, Scott. Uh, my last question is, um, with everything, you know, that happened, like, and you can, you don't have to answer this if this is too personal, but is, I just wondering if, um, you know, after everything that happened on the show with Nani and, uh, you know, your, your, your significant other, um, was, did everything work out, um, with, with everybody, all three parties? Is everything cool, kosher yeah, now? Yeah. Or was it like a fucking bomb that's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. No, everything's good now. You know, it's just crazy because with MTV, they're, they're like, they were just pushing and hoping for that, that girl and girl action on MTV. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they just try, they were just doing a lot and trying to make it seem bigger than what it really was. They got the guys in the background jumping around and thinking I said one thing and, and they were just trying, you know, a lot of things that they were just trying to, they were just trying to bump it up. Yes. You know, I was probably a little too, uh, you know, flirty and, you know, uh, you know, affectionate with Nani, but it was nothing more than that. You know, Nani was a great person. And when you have, when you're in that crazy, that craziness and you don't have your best friend and your other half in there and you don't have that someone, it, it's really hard. You know, it's really, really hard. Again, people will, will not understand. They will not. Um, they, they will, will not. not. And, and, you know, and I, you know, I apologize to my girlfriend. I told, I told my girlfriend a lot of this of what happened like before going on, just telling her, just giving her a heads up, like, you know, you know, I was really close with some people. And, um, but when she saw it, she was, you know, she wasn't the happiest. And I totally understand. I, I, if I was in her shoes, I would, I would say the same thing. And, um, but we, we hashed everything out. Everything is good. You know, me and my girlfriend are still together and, it's hard having a relationship in the public eye, you know, because people act like they need to put their two cents in. It's just a whole community project where we're all working on this, you know, this relationship. So yeah. um, and she's not on TV. So it makes it it makes it hard because mm-hmm. she will never fully understand from my side. I will never fully understand from her side. But, you know, the thing with her is we work so well together. Uh, I met her before Big Brother and we were really good friends, you know, hanging out tough three, four months before I went into Big Brother made it official after I got off and it's been amazing since. So to have a partner where we have full trust in each other and, um, I told her, you'll, you'll never see that again. And I, you know, I, I learned from it for sure. And it, it breaks, it, bro- it broke my heart because I'm like, man, you get so caught up in a game and you know, you do for, you know, you end up forgetting about your outside life because you're just so consumed in this fucking bunker and it, it's, it's hard, you know? And, um, so what I did in there was not okay and my actions and I'm learning from it and I will never do it again. So you will never challenge me. You will never see that again on national television or anywhere. 
Let's wow. go. Love it. And big look, shouts and, to the girl, big shouts to the girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Them. Yes. For and sure. you were rewarded because let, let's be honest. Okay. Now, granted, it wasn't the same thing as you mentioned. You guys were, were close, but, it, but in the past, I don't know if you know this, Casey, there's a bit of a history with, you know, men or women that Nani sets her sights on, including <laughs> Asaf earlier this season. They go home almost immediately and yeah. you managed to make the final. So you broke the curse, my friend. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Let's end on that. Like, I, I do want to say this. It's like, um, you know, in the interviews and too, I was like, you know, winning Big Brother and I'll come in on a challenge and make it to the final. I tell people I didn't get here by accident. You know, I didn't get here by accident. And it's, it's all about putting, putting, putting the work in and uh, just blocking out all the crazy noise that goes on out there. So at the end of the day, I didn't get here by accident and uh, amazing experience. And, uh, Let's get ready for this final. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything? Do you want to plug? Um, no. I mean, if you're not following me on social media, Instagram, you got KC since 1987. Check me out on there. I'm on stories. I got a lot of cool, uh, you know, uplifting, positive stuff. And, um, yeah, just having fun, man. Having fun with life. And what is your Twitter handle? You know, I don't go on Twitter. I do have one. What um, is it? It's really old. That stud muffin. That stud muffin. <laughs> That's so, why I wanted to hear it. Yeah, yeah, this is old. And so the thing with this, with Twitter, man, it's like it's too much negativity for me. I like to channel and be the the the, the gatekeeper of my mind and my thoughts and everything that you know passes. You know, I don't watch the news. I don't watch negativity shit because you know my my sanity is it means way more to me than anything and um no so yeah on twitter i mean i'll pop on there to like promote something cool bounce right back off i don't need to be on there some people thrive on there i don't like it um and uh i just keep positive good vibes only on instagram facebook and i just wanted to hear you say because that's one of my favorite handles i've seen out there (laughs) at that stub muffin Uh, i love it that's awesome awesome yeah, Casey, thank you so much for stopping in and good luck tomorrow and good luck with everything that you do. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Oh man, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Derek. Challenge Mania. You guys fucking rock. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you so much, Casey. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you. Take See care. All right, Maniac, Scott here. More with the interview in just a minute. I just feel like I really need to update you guys on what we have going on over at patreon.com slash challenge mania and break down some of the benefits of joining the challenge mania pod squad. Just by joining the squad at any level, $1, $5, doesn't matter. You enter in our multiple giveaways a week. Whenever you want to comment and participate, I'm always giving away t-shirts, stickers, pins, and more. Anytime we post a Challenge Mania podcast a day or two early over at Patreon, which we do often, you get it and you get it without any of those electronically placed ads in it. You get all of our pre-sale codes for our live shows once those are back up and running, and you can participate in any of our contests like Survivor and Big Brother. We do a lot of fantasy contests during the year where you win tons of prizes. You can also enter to be on Meet the Patrons where we interview one of you guys, Challenge Mania style. You also get my new weekly voicemail show, Call Me Mania, where you can call and be part of the show. You leave a question as a voicemail. I answer the question live on the air. It's really fun. At the Maniac level, that's $15. You get the Madhouse and all of our bonus podcasts. We have done hundreds and hundreds of bonus podcasts, and you instantly unlock all of them. Every week, we break down Total Madness, and this season, we were joined by amazing guests like Kara, Mark, Kenny, Leroy, Marie, Brad, Darrell, Kellyanne, Tony, and more. You can also hear live show audio like Nashville, Miami, and starting in July, 
our diesel level patrons. That's right, diesel level patrons will be taking part in monthly interactive Zoom calls with me and D. We're talking two hour plus free flowing conversations with games, trivia, rotating topics, laughs, gossip, fantasy contests, surprise cameos. You never know who's going to hop in the Legion of Zoom with me and D every month and our diesel level patrons. That's a tier you might want to check out. So head over to patreon.com slash challenge mania and figure out what tier is best for you. All right. Thanks for listening to my spiel. Let's get back to the challenge mania interview. All right, there she is, D. First time player on the challenge, first time finalist, first time challenge mania guest. She knocks everything out of the park, D. That was great. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I, lo- I and I think people say this about her, and I, I believe that they've been saying how real she is and how much she likes, you know, how much they 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 feel that she's you know this real person. And I just I felt the same way. I was like, she's so real. She's so like, you know, I I didn't stop her but i wanted to because she said she started big brother when she was 30 that would mean so what she's like 32 years old now well she's 87 i'm 80 i'm 85 and i'm gonna be 35 so i think she's 32 33 probably right yeah so you know it's just interesting how she doesn't go with the flow of you know i I need to make a spectacle i need to get camera time i need to do this for followers she's just like she's old school she's like you know back in the day growing up playing sports like it wasn't about the touchdown dance like you get in trouble for the touchdown dance you know it was all about like respect and humility and you know humbleness and uh that's what she embodies man you know real respectful uh humble i love the way she broke down that you know that chess game you know with with real with with real emotions you know she cares about these people and that's why they love her that's why her game works. Yeah. You know, it's people tough. like her. She's feared. You know, it's like, why are you going to want to f- even mess with her, really? Why do you want to mess with this? You know, she, she basically said that she, she would have, based on a couple practice rounds, uh, maybe a couple practice rounds, a couple questions from Jenny, that she knew she could handle her, you know, in that type of hall brawl because of, you know, her questioning how she should do it, you know, against a, I believe a much smaller D, you know? Yeah, no, no. I And look, it, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Casey because she is, as CT would put it, a hot commodity, not just in the world of the challenge, but I'm sure the Big Brother fans would love to see her back as well. I'm sure the Big Brother team would love to see her back on their airwaves as well, being that she ran through Big Brother season 20. She's so competitive. Uh, she'd be a great person to have on a future all-star or fan favorite season because, hey, if you can get past her, you really earn that championship. And as you heard, it's her first love. She'd love to go back and play. So hopefully the two things don't have to confirm and she can go knock out another big brother, then come back and play a challenge. But it'll be interesting to see how the two shows work together going forward. We di- we do now know there is an official merger between CBS and Viacom. Uh, we have seen shows be advertised on other networks and vice versa. Big Brother was certainly mentioned a ton on this season with the whole Bailey and Casey thing. But remember, they used to have or they normally have those year, year and a half, sometimes up to two year exclusivity contracts on the CBS end that keep them from appearing on MTV right away does that work for returning players when they go back and get these all-stars will they allow them to go back to whatever show they want to do after we'll have to wait and see so uh, i know that people would love to see a josh go back and play big brother again love to see a casey go back and play big brother again but hey we would not want to have to see him sit on the shelf for a year or two after that before they hop back on the challenge train so um, i'm rooting for both of those things to happen yeah well i think you nailed it on the head in 
in the uh, the madhouse the other day with Paulie is you said that, you know, if you didn't watch Big Brother before, um, you you should probably start because it's basically going to be your real world of what used to be. It's you basically you said that, you know, this will be the new feeder system is the real world slash Big Brother. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, can I go on that I, spiel again real quick to, to, just to clarify? Cause I think, look, here's what I said. And, and this is what I, I and that's I hope, what's going to happen to us. That's what's going to happen to us. We're well, going to have to watch the show. To, yes. And yeah. we should honestly start. Cause look, uh, look, when they brought the real world back a year ago and they put it on Facebook, we gave it a shot. We brought three of the cast members on our podcast. Uh, I know there's people that wanted more cast members at the time, uh, to come on. Uh, but you know, we were hoping, Hey, maybe some of these people make their way on the challenge. A couple seasons down, we have yet to see it. No Tova yet. No Clint yet. Um, we haven't seen it, you know, Deandre, but, but here, here's what we, we watched it because because of the history between the real world and the challenge. And we thought, Hey, maybe that'll, that'll happen. And it didn't, but let's be clear ever since vendettas, big brother has been as much of a feeder system for the challenge as the real world ever was. The real world used to air a season and then anywhere from, you know, three to five cast members from that season will get plucked and do the next season of the challenge. Most of the time it was about four cast members. Now we just saw this past season and ever since Vendetta's more or less around four cast members from not the latest Big Brother season, but two seasons prior have made their way onto the challenge. Look, it's not on the same network, but the Big Brother is as much of a feeder system for the challenge. It is as automatic as real world ever was. And here's the thing. Yes, it was on the same network, but when you compare the shows, Big Brother is a lot more like the challenge than Real World ever was. Real World was, hey, live in a house, talk about politics, talk about racism, work at a shoe store, work at a skateboard shop, you know, work at a charity, hook up a little bit. But it wasn't like the challenge. The challenge, they took them from that and they put them on the challenge. Now you're competing. Big Brother, yeah, there's a little bit of a real world element to it. You're living in a house. You're having serious conversations. You're getting to know each other. You're hooking up. But you're competing three times a week too. So it's well, more and, like the challenge. Well, and, and you have your your real stories too, where we find out like, Oh, this person's a farmer or this person's uh you know, you still have, you still get their like inside storyline. Like you're still like rooting for, you know, Clint who's not Clint, uh, fucking cliff, cliff hog and the truck driver for as long as I like the truck driver. Then I stopped liking the truck driver and then he's booted out of the game. But it's like, I'm rooting for these like, stories as well you know like the feel-good stories and you know where you don't you don't get that whole you know that that whole casey story on on the challenge you know and look here's the other thing guys or anyone else really it's it's as simple as this i know that big brother is a little bit harder to stomach in the sense that it's three episodes a week it's a lot and it seems like this competing show everyone looks at it like oh i don't like big brother i like the challenge Look at them like sister shows now. You know, the Big Brother is now a feeder system for the challenge. Don't sit around, wait for people to come to the challenge, and then treat them like outsiders. Oh, that happened on Big Brother. I don't watch Big Brother. Hey, if you have the time, if you're not doing anything during the summer, watch Big Brother. This is going to help you know the next crop of cast members for your season. If you know the people on the last season of Big Brother, you can start stumping for them early. You can start tagging them and saying, hey, we want to see these people. You know, and you can be in on the conversation from Jump Street. And then when something airs on a challenge season, like with Bailey and Casey, you can have an opinion on it. Hey, they didn't show that. Hey, oh, I think Casey's getting an unfair shake here. You know, and honestly, 
the only separation between the two things, I think, is a little bit of territorialism where people look at it as, oh, that's CBS. Oh, that's a competing show. You know, for some reason, Real World, the name Real World, it was on Facebook and everybody was waiting to open, you know, take these people in with open arms and give it a shot. Do the same thing with Big Brother. Don't look at it like a competitive entity, a competing entity. Don't look at it like, oh, you know, I don't like the Big Brother people coming in. Dude, it's been every season since Vendettas. They're here to stay. Do yourself a favor. Educate yourself. Have some fun with it. You know, treat it like a challenge that's on when the challenge isn't. And, you know... Get to know these people and their backstory before you see them on the show. I know it's not the real world. It's not the show you grew up watching, but give it a shot. It's, but it, but here's the thing, Sky. It's like it's it, it's it's also it, it's different. It's not the same. Like I, the same way, uh, you know, Casey views Big Brother is the same way I view the challenge. She went 21 years and w- watched Big Brother with her with her dad. And loved the show. That's what caught her eye. That's what was something that it drew her in. I, the challenge has always just drawn me in. For me, Big Brother, I'm not like, it's, it's, I, I don't, you know, it, it's not the draw for me for some whatever reason. The draw for me is really, you know, this competition that I see on the challenge. This more, you know, hardcore, um, you know, competitive nature. So, you know, it's like, I, I get it. I get like, I even survivor, like I have to try to watch survivor every week. I have to try to do big brother. Um, but I, I, the point is I'm willing to kind of give it a try, you know, because of all these parallels. Like I have to, like, we're probably going to have to, um, but you know, I, I see the other side of it too. It's just not, you know, I like I'm, the shows. I'm I, drawn I'm, to the Titan games. You know, like me and see, my son. That, that's the that's stuff some, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I get everyone's going to have, you know, a, a different, you know, perspective on it. It's not like you trust. You can't tell these guys to say, trust me, you're going to love it. No, I mean, you might not, you know. So it's like but the thing is, is once, you know, they start doing all these crossing over and you know, every reality show is now, you know, this, the, the, this challenge is the centerpiece of every competitive reality show. It's like, you know, you might, you might want to see what's going on over there, but it's, it's, it's still not the Game of Thrones of competition yeah, shows. Yeah, but is it not more, is it not thrown. more like the challenge than real world, which is sit around playing pool? You know what I mean? Like, I, I get what you're saying there, but I don't think it's trying to be the challenge. Just look at it as one step closer to the challenge than real world ever was. You know, road rules was a little bit more like the challenge, you know, in the sense that there were competitions, you're traveling the world, etc. But Big Brother is as much like the challenge as you're going to get while not being the challenge, which I think yeah. is cool. You know, it's a stepping yeah. stone. And, and for me, too, like those seven strangers that I watched, you know, it was always I felt like – um you know, I wonder how they'd be on the challenge. You know, it was almost like I'm watching them as like, oh, I wonder if they're going to be on the challenge on my next show. You know, it's weird. It's like, and it was, it's crazy because like MTV for so long was just like an automatic tune in, you know, uh, like MTV was around when you didn't have a thousand channels. So you just, you know, you'd have, I'd watch, you know, two or three channels, you know, kind of like I do now. MTV's still one of them, but you know, I'd have the real world and who goes from the real world to the challenge. I mean, there's similarities, just tons of similarities. It's, it, you know, it's just, it's, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe the younger me was just like more fascinated by this. I, I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot, Scott, but, um, it's still not the exact same for me. And it doesn't have to be for you, all you challenge geeks, which I'm also a challenge geek. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I, say, I think a lot of it is a mental block. You know, it's like, it's this weird competitiveness where it's like, or this, you know, kind of uh, this loyalty to the challenge that you look at it like one or the other. Whereas now it's clearly, whether they're working together on it or not, the challenge is taking four cast members at a minimum from two seasons prior of Big Brother. So it's like, if the challenge is your favorite show, then watch Big Brother. If you love the WWE, watch NXT. You know, I, th- th- it's no longer that you need to be Team A or Team B. There's a synergy there. So I just think that for those of you who have tried Big Brother and hate it, that's fine. But for those of you who feel like you shouldn't watch it or feel like it's not for you or whatever, now it should be for you in the sense that it's research for the challenge. It's knowing about these people before they come in because, look, someone like Casey might not get a lot of camera time on Total Madness you know, up until a couple things happen, but you can fill all the gaps in by watching her win a season of big brother. Same thing with Josh. You know, I I'm sick of hearing all this stuff about Josh. It's like, dude, Josh won a four month long reality show. That was a huge social game where he had to win comps too. And it's like, and you can know that by watching big brother. If you want to just like not watch big brother and just pretend that Josh is some loser, that's fine, but it's just not true. You know? So that's the thing. People I think like to just pretend that this other reality doesn't exist. It's there. I don't think you need to go back and watch old seasons. I think that would be a pain to do. There's way too much. But look, when Big Brother comes back on, it's probably going to be during quarantine. It's probably going to be when there's not a lot of stuff on TV. Give it a shot, you know, because chances are a year down the road, year and a half down the road, these are going to be your new challenge rookies. And let's stop pretending they're like from this great unknown and, oh, they're outsiders. And, oh, we don't want them to infiltrate our game. They've already done it. It's already been done. It's already been brought in. And I think that we should kind of stop putting up that mental block. Stop putting up that divide, right? Ch- Paulie is now a challenger. Davon feel, you know, for a while there felt like a challenger. You know, it's like this was their rookie show. It wasn't real world. It was Big Brother. Yeah, I mean, but I still, even when like WCW, WWF, and ECW was around, I still had a ranking of what I like to watch more than the other one. Yeah, but you know, watching, so it's, but you're it's talking like, about you're talking about two different things, right? So back in the day, it was WWE and WCW were separate things, right? Now is the time period where more or less WWE owns all of them, you know, and I'm not saying the challenge owns Big Brother, but they're working together. You know what I mean? It's not jump and ship. I don't look at it like, cause as you see, Casey's just as open to going and doing Big Brother the minute they call as she was last year. You know, doing the challenge doesn't mean no to Big Brother and vice versa. There's a synergy there. It's not like you have to be team WWE or team WCW like a lot of people felt. Which yeah, at the time I, used to but be. I, I still think it's like, I right, man, like the challenge is still my number one show. I, I like this is like WCW is my favorite, right? Or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing. It's like the challenge is my favorite because I like these characters or whatever. I like how more they're more hardcore than the WWF, you know? The challenge is, you know, the challenge is more hardcore than, than, than Big Brother. Um, you know, WWF is getting too soft. ECW does all the high action, you know, uh, has all the pops and the blood and stuff like that. It's like, so it's like, I think, you know, and then it's like, do I feel like watching, what do I feel like watching now? You know, it's like, I think it's still timing for everybody too. 
You know, it's like, do I want to sit down and learn this game? You know, um, do I want to learn more about these characters or do I want to keep watching Sting and, you know, the NWO who just infiltrated WCW? You know, it's like, you know, I, I think everyone has everyone has a right to whatever they want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Enjoy your life. Have an awesome finals uh, Wednesday, Scott. Yes. And enjoy the final. Enjoy watching yeah. Casey compete. Uh, hopefully we see you in our Zoom call on July 26th, patreon.com slash challenge mania. Hopefully we see you over in the madhouse tomorrow night. Melinda Collins is our guest. If you sign up, you get all of our bonus podcasts, including last week with Paulie Calafiore. Week before that, we had, uh, Tony Rains. We had Cara. We've had Leroy. We've had a ton of people. You can get a sample podcast in our challenge mania feed. We ran a bunch of the, uh, recent madhouse and, uh, large decent clips. So, uh, check those out. Uh, as I mentioned, we will send you a We Want OG sticker if you buy a t-shirt in the shop for the next week send a screen grab to challenge mania podcast at gmail.com showing that you bought a t-shirt between july 14th and july the 21st and uh that's all i got d uh enjoy this final who you got who you got in the final who you thinking i mean i i think it's going to be a race between uh jenny and casey obviously and then you know for the guys who do we got rogan rogan fessy Corey, Corey, kyle and johnny Oh, Kyle's in there too. Kyle, Johnny. So four girls and five guys. Is that right? Got to be doing something, right? There's no way that doesn't make sense. There's got to be some sort of a twist or something. But yes, oh. five guys going into going into tomorrow. And four girls only. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they just give Johnny a bye. Uh, <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. That was one for you guys out there who thinks the whole thing is rigged for Johnny. But no, I think there's going to be some sort of, I mean, you can't go in with four girls and five guys. There's got to be some sort of a twist, uh, either at the beginning of this thing, you know, maybe he gets there. Oh, uh, hey, welcome to the final. But guess what? One of you guys going home right now. Maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah. They, they've already started that. They, that's already in the, that's already in the, in the promo. That's, that's happening. Someone's going to get eliminated early. Good. Just like in War of the Worlds too. I love it. Love so a good twist. I, this is TJ's final D. I don't know if you know this. He actually sketched it out on a napkin, on a cocktail napkin. He sketched it out and he gave it to Justin Booth and they brought it to fruition. So I'm very excited to see what came from the mind of TJ Lavin. This is his final, guys. Is that a fact? I no. I well, he's been calling it my final. You got a, you got a red skull to run, run my final. And it, uh, in in an interview, I guess it was said that he did give his input uh, nice. for this final. So nice. if you see nice. a half pipe halfway through it, you know whose idea it was. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for the guys, I mean, dude, I just think, I think anybody can win. I think anybody can, I'm not even saying that Kyle can't win. I, I think that all these guys are pretty solid. Like Corey's another one. Like he's That's what I was going to say, I think, Corey, due, I think Corey's, you due. know, look, Johnny wins. If Johnny wins, he's winning his seventh. Like that's like, uh, something that will never be caught. Right. Highly doubtful, unless they let Jordan do the next fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just never going to happen again. No one's ever going to get to seven, right? Uh, people have barely got the four, right? Yeah, I don't Plethora think that record. Threes. That record. I don't know. I don't know uh, if anyone's getting to six. He's already at six. I don't think right. anyone's getting. I don't to know that. if any, Yeah, I don't know if anyone's getting to six. Um, and then, I don't even uh, think he would if, let anybody get in the, get to six. I think if I think, somebody somebody gets to five and they're they're lining up for a final, Johnny's calling in a bomb threat. So yeah, uh, I, I think that record that record he already has is staying put. I think I think Rogan and Fessy are probably your scariest, you know, uh, competitions right now. Like you just, you know, Rogan. I think has exceeded expectations, 
And I think Fessy, because he's a rookie, he still sort of has not experienced this final. Like you have got to be a turbo or a Landon to like really win on your first one, uh, you know, type of athlete. So we're Mm going to see, you know, what, you know, what Fessy really is, um, what type of beast he really is. In this final. That's why I like uh, Corey. Corey's been there before. I, I that's why I really yeah. do like Corey here. Yeah. Um I think people are sleeping on him. Yeah, I and Corey's again one of those guys that I think is just, you know, what's how, how many challenges has he done? I feel like he's been around for a long time and quite, he hasn't won when he's quite kinda a few. Deep. Two finals, I believe, right? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm going to pull up the stats right now while I have you on the line, D. So Corey Wharton, who made his debut on Real World Explosion, uh, has competed on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons, and he made three finals. Not too bad. The final on his first season, Battle of the Bloodlines, first season final appearance, as you mentioned, um, uh-huh. but did, did did come up short there with his old cousin Mitch, cousin in quotes, yep. uh, and then Invasion of the Champions uh, final as well. We know CT took that one home, but uh, I think this is the one for Corey. I so really this do. is his third final. Give me Corey, seven, and, give me Corey, seven. and give me our girl who we spoke to today, Casey, to take and it this down. Is, and this is his seventh season? Yeah. Okay, and three finals, that's not bad. That's not a bad record. But you know, we'll see, dude. We'll see if, you know, the Johnny experience kicks it. Kyle's pretty Kyle's all right. You know, a little bit it's too much, you know, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that, you know, that kind of, you know, you know, I but I think it's all all that is kind of like I think like we've fit. got a new t-shirt for the shop, D. You just you just gave me an idea. I'm just going to say Kyle is all right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're like, Kyle's oh. all right. No, I think Kyle's okay. another guy. He's been to a final. Don't forget about Vendettas. He's got a little bit of experience too. And yeah. I think he's playing with a little bit of like, I don't know what the word, what's the opposite of a chip on your shoulder. I, I feel like I know he's been there five seasons in yeah. a row, but I feel like it, the pressure's kind of off. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. It, it, I think he plays like a little bit of a sneak attack game. Like he kind of downplays his abilities. Um, you know, and I, I he's probably, he's, he's kind of pretty good. He's, he's kind of that's second. another that's another good one. Kyle's it's kind he's kind of pretty good. That's another t-shirt. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how it's I'm gonna going work Corey out. I'm going Corey and Casey. I, you want to put I money on it? The, Who you got? No, I I don't I, I can't I, I think it's going to be a solid race with with the guys like I just said. Um I think uh you know, will Johnny's will Johnny experience prevail? You know, is Fessy, you know, uh, uh, the the beast that, you know, is he a turbo? Is he a Landon? Is, you know, is Rogan, uh, you know, going to continue exceeding expectations? And, uh, you know, is is Kyle going to come out of nowhere? You know, and is Corey going to finally fucking put, lay one down? A lot know? of questions, a so, lot of questions yeah. to be answered. They will all be answered tomorrow night. The Total Madness Final immediately following. We'll be going live with Melinda Collins over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Enter the Madhouse with us. Want to give a big shout out and thank you to Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. 15% off if you go to buyraycon.com slash Challenge Mania. And our good friends over at BetterHelp. Always a good time to look for online counseling, but we know during COVID and during quarantine, 
quarantine, uh, it is really a good time to check out our good friends over at BetterHelp. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if need be. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they are recruiting an adi- they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So remember, uh, I want you to start living a happier life today as a listener, as a challenge maniac. You get 10% off your first month if you visit betterhelp.com slash mania. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash mania. D, anything else before we let everybody go? Nope. Uh, have a great week. Yes. And if you're a you patron, guys. we appreciate you. Yes, and with your patron, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help.